to this Xbox Life episode number 195, Pre-Tree. My name is Rob, also known as Presar, on Xbox Live every once in a while. <laughs> and with me today, I have my two fantastic hosts with the mosts, my good buddy, Brun. Hello, hello. Hello. And my good buddy, Mark. Howdy. Howdy doody. Howdy ho. (laughs) (laughs) I smell you. Anyway. An awful lot like flowers. (laughs) (laughs) I smell you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess that show title kind of gives away a little bit of what we're going to be talking about because there's uh, something or other happening this week somewhere. In the vicinity of uh, what West Coast? Yeah, around Los Angeles, isn't it? Somewhere right around there. Yeah, something that the gamers uh, in the world are very excited about. All right, so let's uh, let's get rolling. So, Brun, uh, what have you been playing this week? Well, Rob, I've been playing. Tell me. Let me tell you what I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been playing some Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Uh, campaign, pretty much. I still haven't... I did some multiplayer last weekend. I still haven't done any guerrilla mode. Because <laughs> I can't really find anybody else playing at the time that I'm playing. Um, <clears throat> so what time just, were you playing? Just random. It's It was hard this week. Next week's... This week, coming week, and next week's going to be hard to find gaming time, probably, as well. But... Um, just whenever I can get on. Um... But I've just been continuing through the campaign. I'm still still liking the campaign, finding some bugs that drive me nuts, I can tell you. Um, like, any time where you're supposed to, like, set up on a door for breaching and you usually do it and then you have to wait for everybody to get in their position, here's a little hint. Don't go to your spot until all the other people are there first or else you'll just get a glitch and one guy will never show up. <laughs> So, and then you have to restart from your last checkpoint. I've had to do that three times now. And then one other time, I was playing and I was running across and I caught a cutscene. And then it, it went back to gameplay. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't, I couldn't move my right stick. So I couldn't move my gun or where I was aiming. All I could do was run. I could run around, but I could only shoot in one direction. <laughs> it wouldn't let me turn around or anything. Like, if I was running backwards, I was actually staring at my face running toward, like, the TV screen. It wouldn't turn around or anything. It was it was horrible. So, <clears throat> a couple bugs I hit there. Um, guy, a uh, person, a gamer in our community, Jesus Walks a Lot, he sent me a code. And I, I even asked him, I said, do you want me to take it? Or you want me to give it out to the thing? And he wanted me to take it because he's curious on what I thought about it, of the Hitman Absolution Sniper Challenge, the the pre-order game that you get if you if you uh, pre-order Hitman Absolution. Um, and what it is, it's it's a single level of what is a sniper challenge a sniper challenge. So it gives you like a, it gives you your hit and your other tasks that you're supposed to do. Um, like the one that is in this game, you're supposed to eliminate this guy and his 12, um, bodyguards. So all of his bodyguards and him. And what he is, he's at a, 
he's at like a little retreat party for his company. So there's like a bunch of pedestrians around dancing and, you know, having a party and stuff. And you're supposed to discreetly take care of everybody. So it's kind of, you have to time out your targets. You get like 15 minutes to do it. And then also there's things like, you know, I know Kyle would like this if he was on here is there's pigeons. (laughs) Um, So like if you shoot five pigeons, that's like a challenge. And if you shoot four gnomes, that's a challenge. And there's all these challenges um, which are pretty hard. Like as soon as you kind of figure it out, it's, they're kind of neat, but it just takes forever. Like it took me forever to find all the pigeons uh, for that challenge. There's this one, it's like the, leap of the ninja or something and uh here's a small spoiler is you're you're on a rooftop of a building and the party's on another rooftop of another building and you have surrounding buildings not everything you need to look for is just on that building that the party's going on so you can check the other buildings around you and there just so happens to be a person sitting on a ledge and i shot him from really really far away and he fell off the edge and it was leap of the ninja (laughs) so it was a challenge and each challenge you get like gives you a multiplayer on your uh on your game so i think i'm at like 667,000 or something like that is the score i got uh jesus walks a lot has 1.8 million um and i guess the leader i i didn't check the overall leaderboards i think the overall leaderboards like 5.5 million or something like that but I think I played that for almost three or four hours, three hours today. I really liked it. It was really fun, actually. Um, It's made me want to buy the game, actually playing it, because I think this sniper challenge is actually going to be a mode in the game, and they're going to have different ones. And what it is is you just get to play this one early, and everything that I'm unlocking, I get to unlock in the other game as well. So... I played round after round after round. I, I don't know how many rounds I played so far. I think I'm upwards of 30 or 40 rounds. <laughs> and uh, I do have all the challenges completed. And I can now at this point, I can go around and take out all 12. Um, I can take out all 12 and the person without being um, with head, like with all with headshots. Um, I have... St- I don't think I've actually – I've done it once where I've done everything that you needed to do, um, except I didn't have the very last challenge, which is like a huge bonus on the multiplayer. Um, so I need to actually do that again, which I got spotted like with two guys last time. So it was kind of crappy, but I'll be playing it a couple other times, probably until I lo- unlock everything. But it is super fun. If you guys can get a code or pre, if you've pre-ordered or whatever, I definitely recommend uh, trying it out because it is fun so and the game looks great it, it reminds you it's it's by square enix and it looks very deus ex revolutions looking um but not so much yellow and all that stuff but it looks really good and seems like it's going to be a good one so uh played that played assassin's creed because i got assassin's creed and assassin's creed 2 for like 20 bucks so I'm kind of going through those to see if I can crank through them before, um, before the third one comes out. So and also probably like Wing, I have played some Netflix and Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. So, but because that's what I've that's what I've been doing. I you know I've been playing Ghost Recon and and like I said the Hitman. I need to go back 
to freaking Mass Effect 3. I have stopped playing it, and I haven't went back to it. I need to get back to that and beat it, because <laughs> I cranked through the first two just to get to the third one, and here I got the third one, and I've, I'm dragging now. That's almost like what I did with when I had the first one, so i got to get, get that done before the end of the year, so... And just more and more games are going to be coming out. But what about you, Rob? Okay. Uh, I've been continuing some more Diablo 3. Definitely a fun game. And what's interesting is every time I talk to somebody about Diablo 3, I keep bringing up Torchlight and Torchlight 2. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really – I think I mentioned it uh, about two weeks ago, a week or two ago, that – I don't know. After playing Torchlight, Diablo 3 is kind of more of the same. And I really want that friggin' pet that I can send off to town to sell my stuff. Because I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarder. I pick up every single thing, and it kills me to just drop everything off. (laughs) I usually have to go to a corner somewhere, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get rid of this, get rid of this, get rid of this. And, you know, maybe I'll come back and I'll pick up the stuff and sell it. But uh, th- that's one thing that Diablo is sorely missing. But otherwise, it's it's a great game. And uh, then other than that, I've played some more Sniper Elite. And I've yeah. pretty much come to the conclusion that I'm a bumbling sniper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to do the, like, sneak around, you know, around everybody you know, not draw that much attention to myself kind of uh, play style. Yeah, that doesn't work so well. <laughs> it, it works for maybe a couple of minutes, and then I do something <laughs> that just alerts everybody. But that game is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Love it. Uh, that's been about it for me. How about you, Mark? Um, before I go into it, I want to just comment again on the Sniper Elite V2 game. Um, I've re- I've recommended this. Rob's recommending it. I've had several people that have purchased this game from hearing us talk about it and have reached out to me and saying, thank you. This was an awesome recommendation. So I've not had one person go, dude, you guys are idiots. This game blows. Everybody that has bought it from my recommendation has come back that at least, you know, has come back that I know of um, and said, wow, thanks. This has been awesome. Um, so do yourself a favor and check it out. If you like sniper games, stealth games, shooters, you know, check it out. It is a great time. Uh, moving on, I played some Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Um, been playing the campaign on Elite level with uh, Democulus and uh, Elite Cyan, and then usually a random uh, someone else on our friends list uh, that is around and wants to play. We've been filling in there, but... Uh, We've been having a good time. It's taken us. We are about halfway through the campaign. It's taken us a long time. Just uh, demos two hours ahead of me, and usually by the time I get on, he's got to go to bed because he gets up early for work. So it's it's been taking some time. We've run into some man. We had we had this one spot, man. We got stuck on one night, and uh, it was kind of late. We've been at it playing the game for a long time. We got to this part, and we just kept failing and failing. And so it's like, all right, we all just said, you know what, we're done. Let, let's which, come back to this later. Which part? Which part was it? Um, Can you be vague, vague enough? To... Well, it's yeah, it's it's you are coming like you're in uh, to be vague. You're you come across this like square in a village, 
you're trying to you're trying to go rescue a guy that's in a building and when you're walking or you're like walking through these uh you know kind of foresty area mountainous area and you, you get this section where you want to be stealthy and snap a bunch of necks right so uh-huh. when you, you know and there's just tons of dudes man tons of bad guys rushing the house and we we just finally gave up for the night we're like you know what we're getting frustrated we're getting ticked off we need to stop so we came back to it was a couple of days later it was last night when we finally all got back together we're all in the same time we continued and we failed and we failed and we failed and we failed we pulled in other people to try to help us out we failed we failed we probably did the sequence and i'm not exaggerating i'm not lying it had to be somewhere close but somewhere close to 50 times. Oof. And then we finally got it, man. Is this where you're coming down steps and you can see the guy in a window across yes. the square? Oh, yes. Okay. Now, yeah, see, see, I got to do that for an elite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm playing on my own on Veteran, and I'll just say that I got past that point. Uh, I died a couple times as well. I got past that point. It wasn't that point where I did it over and over and over. It was actually the part at the end after that, <laughs> where it's like you're running out of a doorway to start, and just RPGs are just they're heat-seeking, uh, heat-seeking <laughs> RPGs. It's just uh, like if you stand in one spot too long, you're dead. We got through that like. I think we only had to do that like three times. And we oh almost got through the very first time. It's like once we got past that one section, I don't know what it was, man. It was just like guys would pop out of behind you. It was like it was mm-hmm. really bad spawns. And I'm going to echo your point on this. And I've had lots of people I played with said the same thing. And I want to quote, I think it was Carbide said it today. Or he may have said it the other night. Two years delayed for polish. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it was wasted time <laughs> because <laughs> this game has a ton of bugs in it. Um, I've had so many times and, and this is not just me. It's not my battery. It's not my controller. Just my me being old. I've had other people say the same thing. All of a sudden I can't shoot. Like I'm pulling my trigger in and my, my guy's just sitting there. Um, I've popped the button to throw a grenade and it, it doesn't give you the arch. Nothing happens. And if I tap it, nothing happens. He doesn't throw it. And I do have grenades. So let me preface that by saying, I looking at the indicator, it says I have two grenades. Um, and nobody's dead because another weird thing is if someone dies, all of a sudden everybody else just freezes instead of the game just ending. It's like, you're still there. Everything's still going on, but your character can no longer move. So it wasn't any one of those instances. It just randomly happens. Um, I have I've been killed in the middle of a cutscene. This happened the other night. Uh, what? Where you're playing, right? And I'm I'm behind cover, dude. There's no incoming fire at me. I'm watching. There's only one way I can get shot. There's nobody coming down that stairs. The cutscene goes, which is part of the game. Okay, so this cutscene kicks off. This and it's Bron. It's at the end of that level. You, okay. Where mm-hmm. that dude's hiding, right? You're trying, and you're at the end. Yep. You're trying to evac. Um, he gets shot, which doesn't give anything away. He gets shot. It comes back to me, and I'm dead, laying on the ground. And I'm like, "What happened? <laughs> like I was alive and well before the cutscene. He comes back from the cutscene, and I'm dead, and we have to restart. That happened two times in a row." 
That was the part where I couldn't move my gun. Yeah, right with that cut scene, that cut scene where he gets shot. Yeah. I was actually getting shot. It went to that cut scene and then came back and I was on the ground and my guy came and revived me. And then when he revived me, I, all I could do was look toward where all the guys were coming. And when I was running, I was like trying to run. I was running into walls and everything, trying to get back to where the guys were. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's, there's, um, and, and I don't know why it took us so long to get through that one section. I mean, it, it was, it was getting, everybody was just getting frustrated with it. And then boom, we got it. And then it was weird because after that, we pretty much tore through the end of the level. We tore through the rest of the mission, like no problem until, (laughs) until the very last part where that guy gets shot. And we did that over and over and over, but this one was our own fault. Um, because the rally point follow the blue markers changed yep and we because of the way everything plays out you're in the middle of a gun battle with enemy special forces that none of us realize we thought we just had to keep this dude alive right and i'm gonna give i'm gonna give everybody a trick um and i'm not spoiling anything when you get to this point where you got this guy and, and you'll you'll know you'll know when you get this guy and you're trying to get him evac'd out. It's about I think he's like what the third person you do this. Um, yeah. Is it the second or third person you evac? But it's about the third. middle of the game. Okay. Yeah. So and you'll you're in a city streets and you, you'll you'll have this whole you'll know the RPG guys you get through there. Um, after he gets shot, you either either make sure you're back by him. Or you're running back to him, but yeah. the point is because we were up, we were just staying up front. He was got back behind. We thought we were just, and it was just wave after wave after wave. And at one point, Elite Science was like, "I think we glitched." He's like, "Because if you're watching, the explosions are going off in the exact same place. The guys just keep coming, and we, he thought we were like in a loop." And then, right. then later on, someone said, uh, "Is this guy in the cutscene? It's like he's calling us back." I'm like, well, that seems kind of weird, you know. I would, you know, it's a cutscene. He's not going to be like motioning you back because even when you're back there, he's doing the same thing. But so, and then someone said, you know what? I think the I think the rally point changed. So the yeah, next the time it loaded point up, is falling we, back. We all went to the and we didn't get that. So we we finally went back there as soon as he gets shot. It's like that scene's over, <laughs> and we're like, yeah. what? <laughs> We've been sitting here at this level for over a half an hour, repeating it over and over and over, and all we had to do was walk back with him. <laughs> yeah. So, and we as yeah. soon as we did it, we all got an achievement and and everything. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So oh oh, and that reminds as, me, as the guy says later, this is bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> but I got to bring something to light because I got to take a moment because yours truly has had a very bad reputation when it comes to the Ghost Recon series. <laughs> and if you recall, that said bad reputation involves hmm, something that a soldier might carry around with them. You know, and then they may the they may <laughs> chuck it over a wall here and there, or you know, and you guys know where I'm going with this. Yeah, so it's like a little grenade issue, right? Yeah. I just would like to say to set the record straight <laughs> that when we started and we're at this level, 
at the end where we were supposed to fall back with this guy. Um, when this level first started, I'd just like to say that a Mr. Democulus. <laughs> Democulus. Make sure you all hear that. Decided to throw a grenade at me and take me out. <laughs> and I, all of a sudden, I see this indicator, and I'm like, we just spawned in. <laughs> and I'm like, why is there a grenade at my feet? And he goes, oops, <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Bam, I exploded and died. We had to reload nice. get into the mess. And then, and here's the thing. We reloaded. He did it again. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, run. <laughs> so the second one went off. He just knocked me down and I didn't die. I was bleeding pretty bad, you know, but you know what? I just, I, you know, I think the, um, I think that, uh, that's redeemed me off of the, uh, the Grog grenade incident. I think I have now officially been uh, uh, whatever. Relieved of duty. Relieved. You're, you're, of, pa yeah. you're passing. You're I'm passing the torch. Officially patching the Grog grenade torch. Uh, when I say Grog, it's just a Ghost Recon grenade torch over to Mr. Democulus. He now owns that. It is now his responsibility to lose the said or to pass on the said torch. All right. So, congratulations, Wing. And I do think if all goes well. Uh, Mr. Democulus, Mr. Mr. Future Soldier uh, Grenade Thrower and Team Killer will be joining the podcast next week. So if anyone has any comments for him or wants to congratulate him on his award, uh, feel free to call us on our Google Voice. So, um, And I'll, be, I'll try to get those to you, Bron, so I don't, I don't think I'll be on next week. But anyways, um, All right. so back to Future Soldier. Um, there, there's a tremendous amount of glitches and problems with the game. Um, I'm still enjoying the campaign a lot. I really like the going through and co-op. Um, once I get through, I'll probably go through and play it on easy just to try to do some of the challenges. And that's that's what I'm going to do as well. Well, I still have to do it in veteran as you know veteran, but I've been getting the 60 percent above everything, and I was just like, okay, for the challenges I have it completed, I'm just going through it on easy and go through it. Maybe it's like if we can get a group of people to do it through multiplayer that need to do it, or multiplayer is that need to do it, we can all do it on easy. Right. But I'm, I want to do the same thing. And, and you know, I want to kind of repeat what you're saying, too. With all the glitches that I have bumped into, I, I still really like the game. It's not taken anything from it. As much as I dislike the multiplayer on it, oh, yeah. um, oh, I'm still... Oh. I'm still enjoying the game. I haven't done. I need to do some gorilla mode because that at least sounds fun, but I don't know if it is or not. <laughs> so, um, I'll do it with you sometime. You know, yeah. we'll get a guy. We'll get the group. We'll get some people together. So, but um, I, it's I played it once, and um, my opinion is, I don't have a great desire to go back to do it again. Mm. So it just it just doesn't have the, I don't know. It doesn't have the appeal of like. Um, the campaign like, missions. Yeah, like Horde mode does, because it's essentially Horde. And I, it sounded really good, but I don't know. When we just played it, as after a while, it was just like, oh, are we done yet? You know, it's just, and maybe that's just tired of that type of mode, but I do miss, I do miss the actual co-op missions, because the right. campaign is not the same as those co-op missions from Gratu. Um, I, I would love to see that type of stuff come to this game, but you never know. Um, but yeah, the game's been a lot of fun. I still the, the campaign has been a lot of fun. The multiplayer, in my opinion, is a mess. It's it's a horrible mess. I don't like it. 
but again, I never cared for Gra multiplayer, so you know I, that's no big surprise to me. I, I played it. I probably will still try to play it because it's like I want to like it. <laughs> you know, um, the game looks really good, but well, we'll see. Um, played some Netflix. Played some Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Jeweled 3, um, I also played some Max Payne 3. You want to talk about a game that is about ready to make me throw my controller through my brand new TV. Um, that's a frustrating campaign, man. It, it's It's got to be one of the most frustrating campaigns I've ever played. Um, it puts you in posi- it puts you in situations, man, that it's just all you can do is just replay, 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 replay till eventually I luck out and I get through it. Um, there's just some really tough situations. And but I st- but I, st- I I'm having fun with it. I mean, it's 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 weird because I like the story. I like the way the game plays. I like the presentation style of what they've done. I just think that when I'm just playing through on normal and I want to experience it, it should not be this hard. I think it's overly hard at this. And I've even switched to the soft, I forgot what they call it, soft touch or something like that, where it kind of auto-aims for you a little bit. I've even mm-hmm. switched to that to try to make it easier. And it's still uh, it's still a rough game. Um, I, I did switch over. You can change your cursors to a different style so they are easier to see but there's it's still tough but it does make it easier somebody sent that uh to me i apologize i forgot who it was um but uh that did come in handy and i, I appreciate the tip so i'm still working through the game it's long i, I did finish act two um so i've got one more act to complete so i'm two-thirds of the way through the game and i'm having what i like about it what i, I think what i really like about it is Every locale in the game is very different, and they're very well detailed. Like you get in a, you're you know you're running through the favelas, which was pretty interesting, and it was a lot of fun. And there's a lot of, there's just a lot to that whole section. That was a really long part of the game, but um, it looks so well detailed. I mean, it looks so good. It's a beautiful game. Um, and, and then like, there's another section where you're going through the Panama canal and you're on this boat and you're having a big shootout on the boat and everything just looks, it's just so good. And then, um, you're running, you know, on rooftops of, of skyscrapers and you're going through nightclubs and it's just, it's like all these different sections of the game. And then you're, there's this one where I'm going from, I'm in a city where it's just get, there's this big battles going on and you're running from building to building, trying to hide and dudes are chasing you. And it's just, it's been a really cool, um, it, that's what keeps me coming back. It's just like, what what am I going to see next? And, you know, you're shooting from, you know, like some chick's driving a bus and you're hanging out the window trying to shoot dudes as she's veering all over the place. And it, it's just been, it, it's a fun, fun game that just has some moments of su- supreme frustration. <laughs> um, but I know I'll eventually get it done and I'm going to enjoy the, I, I am enjoying it for, for that. Um the, I played some multiplayer once. Uh, I, I 
I have some mixed thoughts on that. Uh, there's moments of it I really enjoy. I kind of like the idea. Um, but then I think they need to do some working there um, with spawn killing and stuff like that. It was horrible. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's I'd like to delve more into the multiplayer of that too. And I tried the Mad Riders demo. This is um, a ATV four-wheeler um, racing game, uh, kind of like a kind of like a blur because there's power-ups and stuff like that you can get through the thing. Uh, I bet Rob just went over to his Xbox to cue that one up when I said blur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's um it's fun. It, the thing is, it's ten bucks, and it's just like I got Future Soldier, I got Max Payne. I got Amazon Prime. I got too much right now to, <laughs> that I can't. I just don't want to put ten bucks into a game that I probably won't be able to play. But it, if you like those little ATV games, uh, racing with a lot, you know, kind of just over the top tracks uh, with power ups and stuff like that, check it out. It, it's I thought it was kind of pretty cool. I, I really kind of enjoyed it and was actually like, hmm, this 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 I could see myself getting into that and really playing that game a lot. Um, so check out the demo. It just came out this last week. That's oh, and Spider Solitaire. <laughs> Gotta always throw in Spider Solitaire. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Awesome. Well, what's up first? We want to talk about E3 first, or we want to go through some. Updates, news, stories, yada yada, and save E3 stuff for last. Uh, let's do E3. Huh. E3? Definitely. All right. All right. Well, I have uh, E3 predictions here. And, uh, you know, we can first start with, like, Xbox-type stuff first. And then if we want to throw in a couple non-Xbox-related or, you know, things outside of our our favorites then we can do so, but um, I saw, I was thinking today, uh, wanted to you know talk about what I would like to see, what I would like to hear, kind of what I wouldn't like to hear, <laughs> um, which is and, what you're gonna hear. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, is I actually had a lot of trouble this this time to actually think of like, what are they going to do? What 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 is the next step? You know, because they've already came out and stated that they're not mentioning the new, the next console. So that kind of threw all that stuff out the window. Um, and I'll have a prediction about that here <laughs> in a few. Uh, we already know Halo 4 is coming, you know. So that's one thing. It's just kind of one of those things like, what are we going to see? So what do you think? We can kind of go around the table here. Um, let me start with Mark, I guess. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Okay, well, uh, from a story that I was going to hit up in a little bit here, uh, there's a quote from one of the Microsoft uh, people, Yusuf Mehdi, chief marketing officer. Oh, he's fired. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, my story's not that old. <laughs> Uh, he had a little snippet about what was going to happen at E3, and he says, granted, nothing too super specific yet, but he says that, whoa, what he says He is, said, whoa? No. He said, whoa, I was, I was, dude. I was burning a CD. E3. And it was just, 
It just blasted me with the uh, little xylophone. I'm finished. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he goes. Uh, you'll see the. Uh, so your, next week, your copy of Halo Four you're burning there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. My pre E tree copy. Now, so he goes. Uh, uh, next week at E3, where we will s- showcase the very best of Xbox. We'll unveil new games, show new ways to enjoy the entertainment you love, and always have a few surprises to share. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. That's what we've expected. Games and more games and more crappy Connect integration. (laughs) Well, see, that's the thing is, like, you know, when, when, when they're talking about games... You know, and I've I've kind of liked this. This is one thing I've liked about Microsoft is they tend to show things that are coming out in the not so distant future. So things that are coming out like yeah. this year, right? Well, within um, the what is it within the next year? Yeah, by the end of this year. Yeah, yeah, within this year, and, and you know they mentioned Halo Four last time, but they usually save that stuff to the end. They're like, oh yes, by the you know it's kind of like the by the way or. Here, check this out. You know, as they're closing out the show, right? Um, so just just so you know that hey, you know, we are looking into next year, but you know, E3, it's it's June. You know, we don't want to show you things that are all coming out next year because we have an entire year to come through. So, I kind of like that. So when they're saying hey, we're going to show you games, well, I'm expecting to see some maybe campaign play of Halo. Um, you know, are we going to see some? Things from Hitman, we'll probably see things from Borderlands 2. It's like, are we going to see everything? What What's something we're going to see that's coming out this year that we haven't heard about yet? Or maybe recently heard about? Gears, I only know the new Gears of War game? That's the only thing I can think of is the new Gears of War game. <laughs> so, other than that, it's going to be a that's, slew that's of Connect three. titles. Okay. Dead Space okay. 3 was announced. So um, there's two. I don't know if this one's coming out this year. I mean, look, I got these all. <laughs> these are all stories I've got to talk about later on. Well, we got, Star, we got Wars, Halo, Halo? Star Wars 13.13. Okay. You think that'll be exclusive? No. Okay. But you were talking um, about um, well, yeah, yeah. something else that wasn't. So <laughs> I just... Right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um you know, of course, we'll see Halo. What about um, GTA Five? I think we'll see some GTA Five. Yeah, I think we'll hear some timed exclusive items coming out of GT GTA Five as well. Probably similar to what they did for Number Four. You know, we had the timed exclusive on the DLC before Sony got it. Um, so you know, so, and then and then you're going to have the Connect titles. So let's lots, the only thing, lots of connect titles. Well, see, that's the thing. Is the only thing I could hope for when I say that things I want to see and things I don't want to see, I do want to see games. I want to see games meant for a controller. Um, they don't have to be hardcore games. You know, they don't have to be for the hardcore. You can have some, I guess, casual games in there. But I'd just like to see some games that are meant for the controller. I don't want it to be 70-30 connect. I don't want a thousand shovelware connect titles. And then, obviously, when he's talking about and the entertainment side, yep. Of it, 
so basically what we're going to see is we're going to see more apps. So I don't know how many yep. more channels they can do. Um, you know, but as far as right now, you know, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime is a big one. Um, but yeah. obviously it's already came out. Um, but IGN apps kind of cool. Yeah, uh, it doesn't work very H- well. HBO Go app is cool. Um, so whatever what, else we're going to see there. What you're going to see, here's my predictions for what you'll see at the Microsoft press conference. They will open up with Black Ops 2. They, they always seem to open up with Call of Duty. They are going to have, we're going to see, and they'll probably close with Halo 4. Mm-hmm. Some footage, but it'll be more of, you know, um, I don't, and, and I still think they're, I think they're going to still give us possibly, hold on one second. Sorry. Yep. Three of my kids stand outside my door making all kinds of noise. Um, <laughs> I think we're still going to, I don't know if we're going to, I can't see them not saying anything about the next Xbox because we know that Wii U is going to be showcased. It's coming out this year. It's going to, Nintendo's going to be, they got hardware coming out. That's, uh, and the, so <laughs> I, I still think they're denying it, but I still think at the very end, they're going to have something about the next Xbox. Okay, so we're going to have, but I predict Black Ops 2 is going to open the show. They're going to have some stuff about the new Zune music service. That's getting completely revamped. Uh, there's something big coming with the Zune service. So we're going to hear about that. They're going to talk about a lot of Connect stuff. It's, I think it's going to be, this show is going to be a majority of Connect. We're going to hear Gears of War, new game. We're going to get a ton of media stuff, Connect stuff, and apps. Um, but really, for games, I think we're going to see Call of Duty, which is not platform specific. We're going to see the new Forza title, which is, it comes out this year. Uh, the new Gears of War, which I don't expect till next year because Halo's coming out this year. Um, and I thought there was something else I was thinking of, but that that's, I mean, that's really all I could think of that. Yeah. You know, it just, I just hate to see a third year in a row of just heavy connect. Oh, I know. That, it's... That's 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 the one thing I don't want. And and I'm I'm sorry for everybody who likes their connect. And I do have a connect. Uh, I think I used it maybe for the first week that we had it, and ever since then it just I think it pretty much is unplugged a majority of the time. <laughs> but um, and and connect isn't a failure either. It's it's sold well, but I think it's sold well because it's sold with every Xbox that you buy now. Um, but it, it's just really, I mean. It, it's. I feel like we're being left out. You know, e- even though we are getting titles to play, it's E3 is so heavily. Oh, you know, you can watch TV and play Connect. You know, it's like oh, joy. <laughs> so, and and if you remember last year's conference, it was like the first disappointing conference that I think, you know, Microsoft has had because it was just so heavy, Connect related. Yeah, and you're going to see a lot of that because did you take that – did you download the free – I forgot what it was called – Voice Changer or – there was some kind of Connect free application. You got, I think, you got free achievements and avatar props for doing it. Yeah. And all it was was just saying all these phrases. Right. And it and it was uploading them all to Microsoft because, you know, 
it's trying to make better voice command improvements for Kinect. But if you were paying attention, there's a lot of stuff in there that kind of, I think, fed into like, oh, I see. I see where they're going. You get a hint of new features because you're reading commands for the Xbox, right. which were not previously there before. So I did see a couple of, and honestly, I cannot remember for the life of me, but I do remember going through there thinking that would be nice if I could do that. That Give would me be a nice. Beer. <laughs> yeah. Give me a pop. X- Xbox, that make one? toast. Yeah, there you go. So I, I think, yeah, we're going to see new ways and that's all going to be part of the new ways to interact. And yeah, so it's going to be connect heavy and media application heavy. I mean, we got the Twitter and the Facebook. I, I don't know. We're going to get a web browser. It sounds like um, that they'll be all over that. Like, who cares? You know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and- that's kind of my prediction. I agree with you, and the one thing I was going to say about the the next Xbox, they say they're not going to talk about it, but really, honestly, I do believe they're going to. And and that's what I kind of hope for, because if they talk about it, more than just like, you know, here, look at this, and and get 30 seconds of something, you know, maybe some nice details, and and get to look at it, and see maybe a game running on it or something, um, that's that's what I really want to see. I, it, it's, this is the year to do that. And for them to say, eh, we're not going to talk about it and really not talk about it. When Wii U, if you go to IGN right now, Nintendo has already released all the Wii U details. Like you can go there now and watch videos and take a look at it and everything. I mean, yeah, it's there's out a, now. they've got a controller that looks like the 360 controller for the Wii yeah. U. Yep. They've got a and, hardcore and, controller and, you know, so I, I, I think with Nintendo coming out, that thing releases this year. Yeah. I think so, and I think Sony's going to do the same thing. I think Sony and Microsoft have to at least tease the new console that aren't coming out till at least next year. But they have to tease it to let everybody know: yes, Nintendo's putting one out, but guess what? We're coming out next year, and we're going to be even better. So, you right. know, it's like don't jump on their bandwagon yet. They, you gotta, you gotta throw that out there. I think. Yeah. You and know, some... Nintendo, Nintendo's coming from a different angle because they've really been floundering the past couple of years. I mean, they were red hot with the Wii when it first came out. I mean, everybody had to have one. And then they've just been dying. Poor quality titles. And look at the 3DS. I mean, the thing was kind of like a ho-hum device. So they've really got to step up their marketing and just pump as much hype into their products to get people back on board because everybody left. Yeah, well, the, the Wii U is not that – it's not going to do that for them. Yeah. It, it's just – I mean, the, you, if well, you go out there and you that. look, they – Be careful what you say because you think about it, Bron. We all laughed at the Wii. I remember sure. when we were recording our show back in the day and, then you know, it was the revolution and – and then when they named the name Wii, and we were all laughing about it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it was a sales success, so, you it know. It was a sales it success was... that but. We, but we sat there and said, oh, some of us said, yeah, they're selling like crazy, but here in about six months, everybody's going to regret spending the money on them because they're just going to be collecting dust. Yeah, but they sold and for I... a couple of years, though. I mean, it was a success. It, it really was. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm not denying that. I mean, it's... I think they still sold more 
they still sold more than like the 360 combined and and everything but everybody if you go ask like hey do you have a yeah we got a Wii. where's it at how well we moved our tv about three months ago and i think i think it's sitting in the closet you know it's kind of one of those things just because the Wii sold well doesn't mean that this is going to sell well no i'm just i'm not i'm not saying that all i'm saying is let's not let's make you know, I'm just saying let's not undercut or, you know, blanket it that it's going to suck because right. we kind of did that with the Wii and every, I mean, everybody did. And right. then everybody ended up eating their words. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of failures with it. No online, it's, it's outdated graphics, and there's really only first party titles. You know, right. there's very few third party. Um, and well, there's a I, lot of third party, but there's only a few good. Third uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> yeah. what I meant. Yeah, there's a ton of third party shovelware garbage. Yeah, but there's <laughs> there's not a lot of name like name recognized third party, you know. Yeah. And the first party's games just took so long to come out. I mean, right. few and far between. But but the, uh, here's my thing. Here, here's here's how I would put it. Let's not say the Wii. I don't want to make it sound like the Wii was a failure. What I want to th- say is. When people look at the Wii U, I think, I know I would, the first question that's going to run through a lot of people's mind is, well, yeah, but I really just don't use my Wii anymore. Why Why would I go buy the new one when I don't even use the old one? You know, it's kind of one of those things like, I'm thinking like if, if Evie would, or Bradley, because he has a Wii, but he doesn't use it anymore because he has a 360. If he came and said, hey, I want to buy a Wii U, my wife's going to be like, but you don't even play your Wii. Why are you going to buy it? Why do you want a Wii U when you don't even play your Wii? You That's... want the answer to that? Sure. Because the Wii U, when that thing comes out, it will be the most powerful console on the market. It will have better graphics than the PlayStation 3 and the 360. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's it, not it like might. the original Wii where they, they went with – they didn't care about graphics. They were strictly going on motion controls. That's the that's the gimmick that they had, and it worked. Now they've got that plus some new stuff. Plus they can go hardcore, you know, beefed up. We're we're gonna be the console that looks the best, right? You know, so that that's where you know people are gonna come back and say, okay, now it's a serious. You know, the Wii was okay. Let's get everybody involved. Let's try something new. Now we're back to being a serious console again. You know, I, well, I really be, think that. Nice. You know, nice I really, the case. I really believe that the Wii over the past couple of years has really soured a lot of people. Where, you know, they bought into the gimmick and then they basically saw, you know, all these titles that are coming out, they're kind of lame. So the people that are real gamers, they went elsewhere. They went to the PS3. They went to the 360. So they're part of our audience right now. And unless some people maybe have some nostalgia for Nintendo, because you've got a lot of people out there, you know, they grew up with the NES or the Super NES or, or whatever system, and they just get the next one just because it's Nintendo, and they loved what they grew up with. Well, it doesn't... Go ahead. No, I mean, and that's like that's where I started, was with the with the Nintendo. And and I would love that let me put it this way. I'd love the Wii U to be the 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 Nintendo console that would get me to get into Nintendo again. You know what I mean? It's just it 
it's one of those things where it's in the back of my mind, you know, hopefully what they promise they're going to deliver games wise, let's, let's throw hardware out of it, like follow it up with games. And, and like you said, with the, the 3ds, like it took, it took until recently with the new, uh, Super Mario 3D Land and uh, Super Mario Kart 7. It took to those games right there to come out for the 3DS to really sell well, I think, here in the States. I, I think it's been selling well everywhere else. And I mean, we just got, got Eevee 1, and I've been playing it. I've been playing the uh, Super Mario 3D Land, and, and I liked it. I'm having fun with it. Um, but I would just, I just hope, you know, that whatever they say here is they're going to deliver on what they're promising. And the other thing, I, the one thing I think Nintendo does have to work on besides their online, because they have this we or me universe. Um, they really need to work on their OS that comes with their consoles. Um, because even with the 3ds, it's real, it's just bulky and annoying. Like every time you want to leave something, you have to, it like restarts all the time or, you know, this thing, at least you can suspend apps, but it's like, oh, you suspend an app, but if you want to go to another one, you have to shut the first one off. So it's really not multitasking. Um, and, and just their UI and stuff, they really need to work on that stuff and, and really boost boost it because it's really just falling short. It's It's got Japanese development all over it, which isn't a bad thing, but I don't want to no. knock it. But it's 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 not pretty. It's not nice. Um it's just, it's weird. It's it's worse than the cross media bar on the PlayStation, which I kind of like, but a lot of people dislike it. Yeah, so, I don't like. I'm not a fan of that. I see. I I kind of like it because it makes sense how it's broken up to me, and then I you know I like the Xbox one as well, um, but just Nintendo's UIs, I've just always I just can't take. I can't stand them uh, with the 3ds and you know. Uh, the DS, or, yeah, just the DS, and it was just crazy, but enough right. Nintendo, I guess. <laughs> Welcome back to this Xbox Live. This Nintendo oh, Live. I, well, the, what, what got us onto this is, you know, they, they're releasing their console. We're saying that Xbox has to say something. I've heard that Sony is going to... And the only reason why they're going to is because Microsoft said they're not going to, and they want to one-up Microsoft. So it's like they're going to announce their next console just to be ahead of the game. So will Microsoft you know, collapse and, and say something, or if they've just been lying to everybody saying that they weren't going to, which is kind of my bet, <laughs> that they've just been lying well, to it's, everybody? it's a tough game because they don't want to... They don't want to say it too early because that mm -hmm. could make their current console sales stagnant. You don't want to say, right. "Hey, we got something new coming out in a year," and all of a sudden everything dries up. You know, you got to you want to keep that life. You want to keep the life of it as long as possible. So it, it is interesting. You know, if they're going to say it, if they're going to even hint at it, any three, then that to me that means it's coming out next year. And I think right. they got to mention it. But I want to go off base here just a little bit because I think this kind of goes in I think this is interesting because it kind of plays into the whole talk we're having with E3 and the consoles and there was an article on IGN 
uh, called The Next Generation According to Game Developers. And I wanted to kind of, I wanted to read through this and, and get your guys' thoughts. This is not very long. So I'm just going to read this. Uh, this is from uh, Mitch Dyer at IGN. He says, The next generation of consoles starts in 2013, if all goes according to developers' plans. In an anonymous questionnaire, multiple industry professionals told IGN that they plan to release games for the next Microsoft and Sony consoles before January 1st, 2014. Multiple developers also intend to launch software for an unannounced platform next year. So that's interesting. Um, maybe, maybe we're now. I've heard uh, rumors of Apple getting involved, but uh, I've also heard Apple vehemently deny they're getting involved. They don't want to do a game console. We've also heard about Valve possibly doing one, maybe a Steam box. So we'll have to see where that goes. Um, but I'll, let me continue on here. To further signal the winding down of the current console generation, approximately 60% of respondents have no plans to release games for Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, or Nintendo Wii after 2013. Of course, this means some 40% intend to keep it current-gen releases after next year. To that point, an anonymous developer told IGN, I would not be surprised if something atypical cannibalizes the market, maybe even the 360 itself. From a hardware perspective, nearly 80% of respondents said Microsoft's next-gen next console is the easiest to work with, and the overwhelming majority suspect it will be the sales leader over the next five years. This presents an interesting opportunity for the next Xbox. It could come out of the gate with an established online framework in the form of Xbox Live, of course, with the potential to launch with a strong software lineup from eager and capable creators. After the self-destructive launch of the PlayStation Vita, Sony may not be able to convince developers that their games will sell. Having an impressive opening must be on Microsoft's mind more than ever, and having a console that's easy to work with could help. The ease of use compared to other consoles is assuredly attractive, too. By comparison, and this this I found very interesting and, and I think backs up your statements, Bron. Um, by comparison, 63% of developers who spoke to IGN said the Wii U would be the most challenging platform to develop for. One creator went as far as saying, we won't be working on Wii U due to these complexities, while another lamented the difficulty of moving innovative games unique to Wii U to other platforms. This poses the question, will Nintendo once again need to rely primarily on first-party games to repel the platform's success? At any rate, the Wii U's 2012 release window gives it a distinct advantage, which is time. Um, in the next, if the next generation Xbox and PlayStation really starts next year, Nintendo will give developers such an extensive time to work on Wii U titles prior to other platforms releases that they may adapt to embrace the platform regardless of complexities. Um, and lastly, Microsoft has said outright the next Xbox will not be at E3 2012. Sony said the same thing about PlayStation 4, but with developers meeting about Durango and Orbis, which is the rumored names for both platforms, uh, running rampant, we know that the wheels are in motion. While we may not see hardware or even learn the names of the next-gen consoles at E3, that's not, to say, that's not to say Nintendo's push for 2012 will keep anyone else quiet about progress. Hmm. So, yeah, they got a good point about the, the Wii U development. I mean, it's it's... You're, you're when you're developing a game for the Wii or the Wii U, you're you're developing a game that has to have a gimmick built into it. 
you know, motion controls or the Wii U controller. It's like you have to develop a gimmick for it. Um, unlike the Kinect, like you can still build a normal uh, PlayStation game or a normal Xbox game without move support and without Kinect support. You have the better with Kinect games, which is like, okay, here's a small feature. And then you have Kinect enabled games. But yeah, for, for development for the Wii U or and the Wii, it's like you always are developing, you know, forcing you to develop with a gimmick. And I could definitely see how that is kind of a pain because, you know, and, and what my web development, you know, I, I develop for I develop for Internet Explorer. And I know when it, if it works in L- Internet Explorer, it'll most likely work in Chrome. And then I just completely throw Firefox out the window because I refuse to develop extra things just to get it to work in Firefox. So it's it's like we is like Firefox. It's a lot more people use it, but it's crap to develop for. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it's that is that's a neat article. I like that. Sounds good. So, oh, I know one thing I wanted out of E3 out of Microsoft. I want to hear something innovative new or something being revamped as far as xbox live as a service it doesn't have to be a gimmicky thing it could be something that exists today um i think you're even talking about earlier mark how you can your internet speeds are just outrageous you can download and upload like crazy speeds but anytime you try to download something from xbox live it's dirt slow and it's it's kind of the same thing with me. If a four meg file should not take forty five seconds to a minute for a four meg file, it should be what eight to ten seconds, maybe <laughs> something something fast. Um, but I would like to hear them talk about you know, hey, we're going to make it eighty times faster. You can, I, I don't. Who cares about having? I, mean, I guess more friends would be neat, but you know, like the sorted friends list, like the things we want from live that we've talked about, uh, game recorder or something like. I want to hear something cool come about for Xbox Live as a service itself. I think that would be neat to hear something about that too. Yeah, I think uh, they need to be able to have a built-in recorder on the next Xbox, and yeah. have it automatically be able to post to Facebook or YouTube. Um, that would be cool. But there is one technology that is we may hear about tomorrow at E3 is Microsoft's been cobbling up a bunch of domain names and it has to do it's something called Smart Glass. Uh, have you guys heard of Smart Glass? Mm-mm. I, I think we'll get I think we're gonna hear about this too at E three, but um supposedly this is a yet um not yet announced airplay style app. Uh, for the iOS, Android, and Windows phone devices, it supposedly allows you to push style media functionality with the Xbox 360. Hmm. So, not really sure what what that is, but maybe that's going to be something that you're, you know, looking forward to, or you know, might might fit what you're what you were saying, a All new right. technology. <laughs> yeah. But any anything you guys can think of anything else that you think of that you think we might see or something you don't want to see well i just want to mention something real quick about the um connect and it's i I really expect them to really announce a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be connect oriented i mean who knows what it's going to be hopefully it's something really new and fresh that we haven't really seen before 
But I, I really think that it's this is going to be the year that Connect is kind of going to come out onto its own, and it's going to be Connect version 1.0 because everything that we've had up until now has been kind of eh. So you know, I'm really expecting it to be what it was meant to be. Do you see? Do you think we'll see a new Connect? I don't know about a new Connect. I really think that. Uh, a lot of the development is going to be done all through software versus a new hardware device. And, you know, they, like when they first started coming out with it, they made all those announcements. Hey, you know, we're leaving off this chip. We're doing that. Mm -hmm. We're doing that. We're all, you know, we're going to do it all through software. And I really believe that that software development process for them has really been taking a lot longer than anticipated because they announced it, what, almost three years ago? Was it three years ago? Yeah, it's been announced four, I think. No, no. Really? Was it announced four years ago? I've had my Connect for over two years. Okay, really? so then it I was three years. I think it came out two years ago. Yeah, okay, then it was three years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when they first announced Natal, I remember it being approximately a year and a half before it came out, right? Yeah, right. something like that. Yeah, so whatever it was, it was a long you, time ago. You don't think we'll see Connect 2.0 that has like you know, better cameras and, you know, voice, you know, better sensors and you know, be able to recognize people in a shorter space or anything like that? Or do you think it'll just be, okay, nothing new as far as connect hardware, just, just software, like you were saying? I, I think it's all just new features that they've been working and perfecting. I mean, it would really be nice to get that extra detail that they were talking about within the Fingers. past year. Yeah, you know, where they can see a lot more resolution. I mean, that would be kind of neat. So, well, ultimately, we'll we'll see. Just hours away. Yeah. Like 12 hours away, something like yeah, that. Yeah, from, from our recording time. Yep. All right. And I guess the next week's show, we'll see how close we are, how right yeah. we are. But, all right. All right, well, we'll get off A3 then for a little bit. I'm sure we'll be mentioning it more, but I wanted to tell you guys that the Xbox 360 has generated more than $56 billion in retail. Wow. <laughs> that's that's in, uh, what, six years since it launched in 2005? Uh, the... the Let's see. The Microsoft has sold 60 million Xbox 360s. There's been 19 million connect units there's 40 million people on xbox live um so i mean that's that's quite a bit if, yeah. you know if you really look at it, that's that's a tremendous amount of uh money and definitely when you think about what the first two or three years what what was that amount of money that they took a hit on with all the red ring of death red, you know, yep. three red lights a couple billion dollars i thought or it was a billion dollars yeah, maybe, and everybody's like, "Oh, they're never going to make money now." You know, look at that. And I was just like, "Yeah, you, yeah." And we'll just you, wait and see. <laughs> and if you look at the chart, there's a chart on that link I sent you guys. Um, Microsoft has, I mean, it it's steadied out like the from the beginning. You know, it skyrocketed, and then it slowed down, and then it really stayed pace for for quite a while it just kind of flatlined and then all of a sudden blam it's just it's just been increasing and you look at all the other consoles they're all going down mm -hmm. so micro the xbox 360 right now is the only one 
that is increasing its sales revenue, retail revenue. So it's not, and I'm not talking the console, it's hardware, software combined. This is just a, you know, overall Xbox 360 has generated this much in retail. So um, they're the ones going up. Everyone else is currently going downward. Is live including that? Our, our yearly. It, it just it just says um, it doesn't say it's just oh actually this is hardware sales I apologize okay. it it does state hardware only so um, yeah they're the only Even ones better. still generating money <laughs> yeah so yeah hey. speaking of the Wii that we were talking about earlier look at that first three years two and a half years that thing went from zero to ten. What is that units? The ten million? I can't. No, it's dollars. It's got to be. Uh, well, I don't know how this that's billion. It, it doesn't yeah. have anything on the side. I'm so I'm not sure what this chart because this is taken off. I don't know where they got this chart, but yeah, the year one and two. But they did. They they hit their peak in year three and they've dropped since. Yeah, we're in year seven, and this is the the highest it's ever been for Xbox. Yeah. Um, no, and, and now Nintendo had peaked a lot higher, but the but you know they have rapidly declined. So yeah, I don't know and, where it's going to end up. And even even if you use even if you throw in the like, well, Xbox is out a year earlier. Like maybe that's why it's making more. You can't even if you look at this chart, you can't even tell me. You look at this and you can't say, well, all of a sudden next year like if xbox stopped now and we gave nintendo and sony another year that they're going to just turn around and do a straight you know <laughs> straight up increase from the looks of this chart because they are just going down 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 that must be units sold on the side because in year one it looks like there may have been two million units of xbox sold and then by the end of year two, they were at over four million. Mm-hmm. So, or that would be four million sold that year plus the two. The I think it might be adding. Um, yeah, it is. That's kind of my guess. But it's interesting if you look at year five for the Xbox. Everybody has peaked. All these other consoles peaked, and then they started to decline. Okay, with the exception, there's one here that flatlined for quite a while, and I can't, I can't make out. It's the solid blue line. It looks like it's, it's PS3. PS- is, is that the PS3 or the PS1? Yeah, PS, it's PS3. Three, three. Okay. Yeah. So they kind of flatlined, and then and then they have and that's where they're at right now is with, they're flatlining. Yeah, with this, with but a with slight the, increase. With the Xbox, yeah. look at they flatlined in year three, but then all of a sudden in year five, bam, Which and that's when Connect. Connect came out. Yep, exactly. So and they're continuing still climbing. So <laughs> it's. You know, the Wii really did have a big impact, um, and obviously the PlayStation Move just did not have an impact on the PlayStation like Kinect did on 360. The you PlayStation know. what? Move? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well. So. And, and you know, one thing, too, is that previously, I mean, it was really unheard of to have like even what we've got now with the life cycle on the 360. I mean, to have a console this old still be like totally rocking it. I mean, it's like when the PlayStation one came out, I mean, it wasn't just a couple of years before the PlayStation two came out. 
or at least you wanted something different. Xbox was out for what? How many years before the 360 came out? Because uh, came out around 2000. It only lasted what four years? Yeah, I think it was or, four years. Four years, yeah. It was short, short flight cycle. Because so. what we are in year seven now? Yep. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven. And they got yeah, many hard, more years. It's hard to believe it's going to go away, man. <laughs> that well, it's hard to believe it's been seven years. <laughs> I know. And we're still liking it. <laughs> yeah. Love it, man. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the scariest thing is like, what are they going to do? Because I, I, I love my Xbox so much. I mean, I've never gamed this much on a console. I've never been that wrapped up in a console before. Until Not I got even my with your original. Not even with my original. Man, I, I couldn't. I just went back to PC. It's like, yeah, okay, it's fine. You know, it's kind of fun, you know. And it was, you know, I liked the Xbox Live that came out. I thought that was pretty cool. But it was nowhere near what it is today. I mean, absolutely. If you really think about those who were on the original Xbox Live, you know, there there were no parties. You you could talk to people in your game, you know, and you could seamlessly jump on a game, but you weren't talking to people. I mean, now I get on, the first thing I look on is who's on the friends list, jump in their party, shoot them an invite. It's like I can't even be on the console unless I'm talking with people now. Yeah. You know, and it's just so my biggest concern is I love this console so much that I, I'm just, you know, I there's some apprehension on what's going to happen. What are you going to change? You know, you're gushing, you're gushing <laughs> when you talk about it. Well, I love it, man. The, the funny <laughs> thing is, is I, I'm in the same boat you are. Like I was a PlayStation person prior to the 360. And I remember going and selling all my PlayStation stuff. And, and I had, I don't know. At any given time, because I think this is when I was actually trading in games and stuff. I think my final stack of games was like eight games or something like that. You know, just that I kept. And uh, wow, when eight, I got huh? when I yeah when I got those two Assassin's Creed <laughs> Assassin's Creed games, and I put them in my in my you know collection or whatever. And I know it's probably not that big of a collection, but compared to eight to like 29 <laughs> is a huge difference. I mean, some people may have, you know, 60, 70 games, but I'm talking compared to my previous console to my 360. You know, now I'm in the 20s. I have 20-something games. And I even sold like six games about a month ago, and I'm still in the 20s. So it's it's just, <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy how much I really like, you know, you know, like my 360, and uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm pretty sure you know the next generation consoles and stuff. I'll like those as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy how this generation PS3 and 360s how the gaming has just increased. So yeah, I was packing up all my games the other day, and I kept a couple out. But it's like you know, I was looking at it and I started counting. And I got to 50, and I'm like, um, I'm just going to stop counting. <laughs> like, and then it doesn't even count all the games I've traded in and gotten yeah. rid of. And I'm just like, wow, never in my life. I mean, I don't think I've ever owned more than four or five games for a console. With the exception of my Atari 2600. I think I had, you know, I probably had 20 games for that or something. But that was over many, 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 many years um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting how we all have just accumulated so many and, 
and yeah, I mean, the, the, the trepidation for me or the concern about the next Xbox is just, I, it's, I, this one is just, I think it's so good. It's so well. I mean, there's things I see and I have said that I would love to see improvements on, but it's like, how much are they going to change it? You know, even like, I'm, it's like, I love the UI. I, I, what are you going to do to that? I, you know, don't go to something I'm concerned. Are you going to go to something like, like a Nintendo type of style, which really kind of stinks? Oh, are you going to go to like the Sony? Are you going to, are you going to follow someone else? I hope not because I think this is the first time Microsoft taken a step and been a leader is in their dashboards. Right. You know, so, but I mean, even something as simple as just having a messed up dashboard could really sour your, you know, when, when they've done everything, the controller, I'm worried about the controller. You know, this is I the best controller them. ever made, man. They, I don't want to change, but you know they're going to have to do something to it. I don't know if they'll change it all because I think they've patented that that controller. I mean, I don't think I don't think they'll change it. I hope not, but there's, we'll see. You know, I look forward to the next one, but we'll see what happens. Yep. But um, all right, moving on. We got a lot to cover. Um, as you guys already heard, as I gave out a yeah, boy. A couple times. Um, Amazon Instant Start has uh, already on Xbox Live. And this is cool because um, I bought a TV. I bought a new TV um, and went and bought a 60-inch. And I was looking at – I wanted a Samsung. And yep. I have got a little – we got like a 26-inch Samsung in our bedroom. I think it's 20. It might be bigger than that. I don't know. But we bought a Samsung TV for the bedroom uh, when we first moved here. And it was just a cheap old Walmart one, right? It was nothing, you know, just, yeah, it's good price. It's nice widescreen. You know, it was my first, you know, LCD TV. And so, but I was blown away by how good the picture looked uh, when I hooked my direct TV up to it on the HDMI. I was just like, wow, you know, this is this is the best picture I've gotten in the entire house. And I have two other HD TVs that I've had. Um, and so... When with our move, my office is going upstairs, and I'm like, you know, I got one of those big rear projection, like 52, what's well, 53 inch rear projection uh, that I've had for oh my goodness, many many years, and that's what I've been playing on. So I'm like, well, I'm not dragging that thing up. There's no way I can get that up the stairs up to the second floor. We'll put that in the family room, get rid of the small TV we had on there, and I'll buy this. I bought an LED. So, anyways, not not that anybody cared to hear that story. Sorry, guys, keep me on track. I care. Um, I care. So anyways, I was at the store and I'm looking and, and, and there was the the whole deal with why one thing I wanted with Samsung is I wanted a Samsung smart TV because I've always wanted one because I wanted the Amazon Prime. And my understanding was with the smart apps on the Samsung TVs, you could watch stream Amazon. So I go in the store and I'm talking to the guy who has one. And he's like, I don't recall ever seeing Amazon in there. And I'm like, oh, really? And so we were talking, and they had like a 55-inch smart TV, 3D, all that type of stuff, Samsung. And then they had a 60-inch Samsung that was cheaper. Huh. But it was all the same resolution, same, all the same you know, hertz and resolutions, all that. The only difference was the one was bigger. The bigger one was actually cheaper, but the bigger one didn't have the smart apps, didn't have the wireless, and didn't have 3D. So, you know, of course, my wife's like, well, you should get the newer one. You always get the latest stuff. You should get the one with all that other stuff on it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care about 3D. And I yeah. said, if you can't tell me that the Amazon is a smart app, 
he doesn't believe it's there. And like, I've already got my PlayStation, which has it. So that's going to be hooked up to this. So I really don't need that. And I really don't need wireless because I'm not, you know, I'm like, I don't, I just want a big, awesome looking TV without, I don't need all the other stuff on it. Right. And I'm like, so I can get a bigger TV, but you know, same quality picture for cheaper price. So that's what we went and bought. Dude, it was the next day that they announced that the Amazon Instant Prime was now on Xbox. It was the very next day. I'm like, see, I didn't need it. (laughs) So I was so happy. (laughs) Yeah, like they're um, on Samsung. The Amazon Prime app is not a part of their apps. It's actually in the Yahoo app. So if you have a Yahoo button that'll like bring out a slider off the left-hand side. No, I don't. um, This one's not a smart TV. Oh, okay. So okay. I don't have any of that. So, gotcha. But oh, and man, the picture's amazing. Oh, yeah, they do make Gary TVs. <laughs> oh, I, I gotta ask, how thin is it? It's pretty thin, man. It's still pretty heavy, but I mean, I can lift this sixty-inch up myself and put it. Oh. But it's the base. It's the base of the thing that weighs so much that oh, the, yeah. the base that you attach to it. But yeah, it's it's not very big. It's an LED. This one's an LED. Um, and it, it's so nice that and it's like funny because I went out and looked at the, the the TV I used to play on. I got that all hooked up and and I and after I was in here watching something, I went out and looked at in the family room. The kids were watching something, and I looked at it and I was like, Dude, "That looks like crap." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I was like, "That just doesn't look very good." And I've been using it for years, thinking it looked great. <laughs> So I'm I'm actually thinking I might buy it, go and buy another one of these exact same TVs and for the family room and just chuck and the put old it in one. my house. No, uh, you can have my old one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know that TV. I don't want it. <laughs> so, but anyways, I was really happy because I've been an Amazon Prime subscriber for a long time, and I had someone from the community ask me about it. And they're like, "Well, doesn't that cost like eighty dollars a year?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I, and I bought it mainly because I get – here's the thing. Look at Amazon Instant or Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, I think it's like 70 or $80 a year. 70 Okay, so you just whop, you pay it, right? You're done. Or, I don't no, it have, might be 80 yeah. I think it's like yeah, – I thought it was like 79 99 or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. So you get a whole bunch of TV shows. You get a whole bunch of, of movies that are streamed for free as part of that. But that's not even why I bought Amazon Prime. That was stuff added after I paid for Amazon Prime. Originally, I bought it because it's like you get free shipping on everything. And instead of waiting a week to get stuff, you get stuff in, in like two-day shipping. And it's all free. Uh, my my next or my release, pre-release orders, I get stuff uh, the day um, it comes out. So video games that I that I buy through Amazon, they're delivered to my door the day they're released. You know, so like what what was it? I think uh, Ghost Recon got here. Then it arrived at my house like three in the afternoon. So which is fine. If you're, if you're going to do the midnight party, then, you know, do that. But if you're not going to do it, you're not going to pick it up till after work anyways. You can have it sent to you free through Amazon Prime. It'll be sitting at your house when you come home from work. You don't have to stop at the store, <laughs> you know. So um, that alone is a benefit. And then you just get all these free movies. So it's kind of like. You could probably almost drop Netflix, you know, and Netflix costs you just the streaming alone is $110 a year. Yeah, I mean, and, we I, we actually looked at um, at replay, using Amazon Prime to replace Netflix, and it looks like we might be able to after 
we finish watching this one certain thing that we're watching. Yeah, they're not they're not identical. Um, but the nice thing too about the Amazon is if you want to watch like new movies, you can pay for them. You can buy yeah. new movies too, so you get the additional options like that, which you don't through through Netflix. And also, it's like if you pay in the eighty dollars from an Amazon Prime, it's cheaper than Netflix, and you also get free shipping on any products you purchase that you buy. So it's like it, it's a better deal. <laughs> so, um, I'm really happy. I mean, because it's like I never I wanted to watch stuff, and I've actually watched TV shows. I've paid for TV shows through Amazon that weren't on the Prime. And um, but it's like I always had to like if I'm watching series and I, I got behind in my DVR, I like to set for keep five episodes. And if I got behind, then I got to go to Amazon and watch a few to catch up. But I was always stuck watching it on my computer. Now I can watch them on my TV. So I was very happy. Anyways, I'm spending way too much time on Amazon Prime. So <laughs> I just happen to like it. Um, next, real quick, uh, Zen Studios has announced Castle Storm. Uh, we'll see more about the city 3 It looks like uh, they're basically going to branch out beyond pinball. So this was something I've been asking for the studio to do, hoping they do for a long time. I want to see them make some other types of games. Um, this is supposedly a medieval fusion of tower defense, real-time strategy, and 2D destruction. So um, it's, you know, let's see, they set this game set in a colorful medieval world. Castle Storm's a new breed of 2D archery projectile warfare and 2D physics-based structure-based dis- structure destruction game. Whatever that means. Uh, players will experience a challenge, a mix of real-time strategy, resource management, and a variety of different gameplay scenarios. So uh, the game's going to have ballista weaponry, allows players to launch an assortment of explosive weapons, um, yada, yada, yada. So check it out if you're Zen Studio, makers of Pinball FX2. They're going to they're gonna have some stuff here for new games outside of the pinball. Cool. So... And All right. How about we hit this gear stuff, guys? Okay. Help me out. Help me out with some of those. <laughs> I guess. Rob, so, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk the like, whole rest of the show because we got probably another hour or so of stuff here. So help me out. Click the links. Look at them. Um, we're obviously going to hear at E3 the next Gears of War. Where I guess we thought the Gears of War stuff was over. It was a trilogy. Um, if you played through all the games, it's not a spoiler anymore. But uh, it, it did end. <laughs> the game did end. Um, they kind of wrapped the series up. So announcement of a new Gears kind of came as a surprise to some people. And I, what do you guys think? Were you expecting this, or are you kind of surprised to see this? I wouldn't say I was surprised um, as much as, like, I would expect... I was thinking they were going to do, like, a prequel, like, to show, you know, what happened, what, why why was Marcus in prison, that, you know, you know what, what happened to lead up to that point of the first game, if you remember how it starts out. So I wasn't too surprised, but... I wasn't expecting it to be so soon. Kind of like that, you know, 
because if it comes out this year, if it comes out, I guess if it comes out next year, it's not too soon. But that was that was my surprise about it that I was hearing about it this year. How about you, Rob? Don't care. Not a Gears fan. Uh, not too much. I mean, I'm interested in the fact that wow, you know, they're actually making another one. I mean, I, I thought it was pretty much going to stop, but. It's interesting that it looks like just by looking at these uh, pictures and trailers that it, wait it is going to be a prequel. Yeah, you can tell by yeah. the screenshots, even of Coltrane, he's a lot thinner, younger, younger. Yeah. Same with Baird. It looks like it's going to be a game with Baird and Cole um, before Delta Squad. So it looks like we won't, we may not have a Marcus in the game. I don't know. But he's not being pictured in any of the uh, images. Um, but what I can tell you is that people can fly are the ones taking over the development of this. And yeah. you guys know who that is? It sounds familiar. Um, yeah, Bullet Storm, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Makers of Bullet Storm. And I remember we played through that brawn, I think, several times. I was like, Hey, this looks like the hotel from <laughs> from Gears <Yeah. Cures> Three. <laughs> um, yep. I, I often question if they were reusing assets or not, but um, I think Bulletstorm was an awesome game. So um, it was very well done. Uh, sadly, the funny thing is, is I think Bulletstorm had less issues than uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier does, <laughs> um, and that was a new developer there on on Bulletstorm, but. Uh, people can fly are going to be doing this game, I guess. And uh, Cliffy has, you know, kind of stepped away from it to to work on his own project. So um, this will this will be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be awesome. The latest Game Informer is going to for July's issue has a cover story, and we'll be giving away details. But I'm sure we're going to see all kinds of stuff on this here this week at E3. I think the biggest news is just people can fly and it's going to be a prequel. Right. So well, if there's no, I mean, since they're developing it, we might see it this year. I don't think it would bump up against Halo though, because I Halo's was in November. They usually release call Gears of Duty. games and gears in September. Call of Duty November. Right. Bulletstorm September. <laughs> or oh, I'm sorry, Borderlands 2 in September. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just too many games so this maybe, year. Maybe uh, maybe before next E3 it'll be out. Maybe it'll be a spring March, yeah. a spring game, March release or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. We'll get a February, you know, because that's always seems to be a month that. But then you got like, you know, Bioshock Infinite and. Tomb Raider and they're going to be delayed. Are all... Those are all going to be delayed again. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 th I mean, I like the idea of it. I liked Gears. I mean, it'll be cool to get a get some, you know, more detail, more info on what's going on in the universe. So I'd definitely be buying it. That's for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Who wants to give the Trials Evolution update info? I will. There you go. Me, 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 me. Beach to No, it. I want it. 
Oh, well, tough. Oh, you go ahead. Have you played it yet? No. Okay, then I win. Um, Red Linux. <laughs> they have announced that there Red, has been Red enough. Red Linux. Well, Red Linux. Sorry. Linux? He said yes. Linux. <laughs> okay. Sorry, everybody. Red Links. Um, there's been an update to Trials. Um, so I'm going to run down real quick what the update includes. And then also a little warning, which if you haven't done this already, then I, I'm pretty sure. I think by now you're okay. But because uh, when did that update go up? Wednesday. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, it's been past eight. So you don't have to worry about the warning as much. But um, here's what you're fixing. Multi-leaderboard writing issues addresses a number of situations where uh, proper scores were not being recorded to multiplayer leaderboards or rank wasn't or rank was being reset. Um, they've fixed some stability issues, um, including matchmaking and situations where the game would occasionally lock up or hang during multiplayer Um general stability um which is just random lockups uh that's pretty much what they put on there for random lockups uh people who like to edit uh maps like soul assassin um, a number of issues in the editor were addressed including enforcing a 22 checkpoint limit and some issues around the event trigger system um Scoring issues, rare issues where track times were calculated incorrectly at the finish line has been addressed. Uh, track central, number of issues, including uh, track and searching tracks by the ninja difficulty tag. And then the skin, uh, skilled games, which adjustments have been made to the Icarus factor, exploding man out of gas, and balls of steel skilled games to eliminate scoring loopholes. So there you go. Um, one big thing is the update will reset multiplayer scoreboards, um, but single player leaderboards, player created track leaderboards and multiplayer ranks will not be affected. So their one warning is was back on Wednesday before they did the reset of the uh, leaderboards was, you know, give it four to six hours after you receive the update. So then whatever you doing that time frame wouldn't also be reset but that's what you're getting it's good stuff it's a fun game so heck yeah on to the next Ron you saw the Hitman Absolution trailer right yes I did did you watch that one Rob I was just watching it right now alright we'll let you report on it <laughs> <laughs> sounds good let us know yeah, when you're so, done. <laughs> so there's a so there's a trailer for Hitman Absolution, uh, which came out uh, last Wednesday, May 30th, and it's a very interesting trailer. Wow. <laughs> uh, the uh, the guy has something against nuns, I guess. Those are quite quite the nuns, though. Yes, yes, they are. I'd like to see that nunnery. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, did you say nunnery? Isn't that what they call them? <laughs> Where they <laughs> no. churn them out? A nunnery. <laughs> Thank goodness my religion does not include nuns. Oh, wait, it does. <laughs> I'm becoming very offended. No, just kidding. <laughs> 
Isn't yeah. that like a convent or something to that effect, Bron? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nunnery. <laughs> we should the change whistle, it. We the... should change the name of this podcast this week to Nunnery. <laughs> uh-huh. Every thirty seconds, a whistle blows and a dozen nuns fall at the side <laughs> into a bucket. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it's like a real time uh, nun game. Then <laughs> you put in an order for ten nuns. They slide out the front door. <laughs> so what about anyway, these nuns, Rob? <laughs> yeah, so it's an interesting video. Basically, uh, the, the main guy, what was his name? Uh, Agent 47? Yep. Is that his name? Yeah, he uh, gets attacked by about almost close to a dozen nuns, and he just pulls out a can of whoop-ass on him. <laughs> anyway, the game is on pre-order. Right now, and it's due out on November twentieth. Definitely check out the video if you haven't. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, it it would be a a group of assassins dressing and hiding as nuns. Yeah, which well, right off not the dressed bat, like nuns <laughs> for very yeah. long. Just yeah, and when you look at them and you notice they have like makeup and stuff on, you're kind of already tattoos that yeah triggered that and... yeah <laughs> leather. <laughs> lots of of leather (laughs) yeah but i tell you what that game is definitely gonna i'm definitely gonna have to play that game now after playing that here was here was my question after seeing the trailer because i i've never gotten into the hitman series but this game is supposed to be isn't it i thought hitman was like a stealth game it is because that trailer had nothing, there was no stealth about it in that trailer. So yeah, there was. He was sneaking up on him from behind. <laughs> that was yeah. a very action-oriented <laughs> trailer. You know, I was kind of like, this is not what I would expect from Hitman. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you think? Is the game changed, or do you think that this was just an over-the-top trailer, but the game will still be a lot slower? The, the ones that I've played, it's kind of one of those things that's like, well, your whole goal is to sneak in, assassinate, and get out. You know, and, and right. sometimes you will, sometimes you do come into, like, whoops, I just got noticed type of situ- situations. Um, so I guess you could bump into the those type of things, but the best thing to do when you get in those is to, like, run and try to hide or get away um did you play deus ex i don't <sighs> i gave it a shot okay <laughs> i didn't so, care for it well like in in that game i play stealthy as well so like if there's a room of 10 people i'm going and picking off one person at a time without getting caught um you know that's kind of how i see this game it's kind of in that type of scenario but then in deus ex if you got busted then yes you could turn around and you could do it one way or the other you guns blazing or sneak in so um, but i think this one's a little more strict on you know the on the sneaking part because there'll be times where i think you might get a thing that says like don't be noticed like don't get caught so like future soldier sure yeah okay so Okay. And it's got to be a lot more slower in terms of action because there's no way somebody would really be able to play that quick. It's like in the trailer, he's like, you know, shooting over here and, 
you know, He's punching this one. Yeah, there's no way. Now, one thing that's interesting, too, is that uh, the MSRP on this game is forty nine ninety nine. That's probably the PC version. Oh. I don't think there's any way this game will be 50 bucks. No. Well, Sniper was. was. Yeah, I don't know why. That that warranted a full price, but... Hey, don't complain. I'm not complaining <laughs> yeah. at all. So, um, Well, I, I will say that the trailer made me really curious. This was not a game that I really was giving any thought to. Um, and I don't know if it was because of the hot nuns. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Like, ooh, I got to check this game out. Um, it, it was. I was really impressed. I just thought it, it piqued my interest. It's like one of those, it's like Dead Island. You know, that's kind of the way I felt this trailer was. It just kind of was like, wow, I, I want to see more. I want to know what this game's about. Um, that's what Dead Island did for me. And this, this trailer kind of did the same thing. So th- this might be one I might have to pick up. So, cool. and and this this demo thing that you've got that you tried, mm-hmm. that's on mm-hmm. the Xbox, right? Yes. Okay, so it's not like an iOS app or something, because that's what I originally no. thought you were saying. No, no, no. It's I got a code from Jesus Walks a Lot. It's it's a pre-order bonus. I think it's only from GameStop, which is the unfortunate part because if it if I didn't get a code for it for free, I'd have never gotten it because. Yeah, I don't get it yeah. from GameStop. It, it seems it's a, it to me. It's it when you look at it and stuff. It's going to be a mode. Uh, Sniper challenge is going to be a mode in the game, and what we're playing is probably the first level, okay. or the first for you know first mission in that mode. And what it does is says, you know, take care of this person. In this one's take care of this person and all his guards. You know, don't get caught. Tight, you know. Don't get busted shooting people in the wide open. Make sure when you shoot them, they fall off the edge of the building, so they can't be their bodies can't be discovered and things like that. It's really fun. See, now I want to try it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to order from GameStop. So. If anybody has an additional code, send it to Wingman. <laughs> so. So. All right. Um, I'll let you talk about. Um, I'll let you talk about. Uh, Dead Space 3, because I never really played the first two. But before you do that, um, Mass Effect 3 Rebellion Pack uh, was released over the past week. And uh, what that's, it's free to those who activated their online pass. And what you're going to get is new objective type, two new maps, and three new playable characters uh, in multiplayer. So, for everybody I know, was it Mudtastic plays a ton of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Mud's probably been playing it like crazy. And I think I saw uh, Gavers playing it as well. So, But more stuff to play on Mass Effect 3. Okay, cool. Um, Dead Space 3 has been officially announced, and we're probably going to see a bunch of this stuff um, coming out here at E3. So uh, this was officially confirmed on May 29th of this year, and here's what we know so far. Dead Space 3 begins as Isaac Clarke's crash lands onto Tal Volantis. It's an icy planet where Isaac Clarke has to wade through the whiteout blizzard conditions. Um, so we're going to get a new new place to play. 
hopefully it's not too much like Lost Planet, but <laughs> hopefully we're not on Lost yeah. Planet. But so um, I guess there's some new enemies. Um, I and I'm really not going to go through a lot of this because the stuff you guys will see this all in E3. But what I wanted to talk about was that Dead Space Three is going to have co-op drop-in, drop-out co-op campaign. Um, and then you're, it's interesting because as you go through, you're not going to be alone this time. So I don't know if that'll alter the scare factor or not, but Dead Space 1 and 2 really freak you out. Um, Rob, I don't recommend you play it. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I could. <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty brutal, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's brutal. It's, it's, uh, man, it plays with your head, man. I remember playing Dead Space one time. And, and kind of starting to head down a quarter, and all of a sudden you hear something. And I just stopped, and I'm just sitting there going, I don't want to go down this quarter. I didn't. It's like I'm almost whimpering. I don't want to go down this <laughs> hallway. Can't make me. I know there's something down there. Um, but now you're going to have, uh, if you don't play co-op, you will have an AI partner who's going to run around and fight alongside of you. And um, when you have, someone can drop in to your game and take over that person and, and play the game with you. Um, so the, while it says the co-op cooperative mode mirrors the single player campaign, um, but Isaac's story changes to accommodate it. So at one point in Dead Space 3, Isaac and his counterpart stumble, wounded, bloody, blah, blah, blah. Um, and in the single player, the same scene happens without the other character. Well, now this is a different story. I read earlier that he was with you. So I don't know. Okay, so maybe you're by yourself still by your uh, if you're in if you're doing the single player. So uh, players will be able to work together using like their powers to interact with pieces of the environment. In addition, you'll be able to share ammo and heal your partner. So that's kind of cool. Um, there is no revive system though, but you'll be able to heal them. So and uh, so that's kind of cool. So look forward to this. This is something I, I definitely look forward. I haven't purchased any of these games before i've always rented them but i don't know what's going to happen now like i don't i don't use the rental services anymore um and i'm definitely gonna have to play this game so i may have to end up actually picking this one up um previous games were a lot of fun so if you have not played dead space one or two you're in for a ride they are definitely well worth it and i'm sure you can get them at discounted prices now so be be on the lookout for that okay so there was an announcement recently by LucasArts that uh, a new game's coming out called Star Wars 1313. It's a first-person, or not first-person, a third-person uh, action-adventure game. Uh, it's labeled a mature Star Wars title. Uh, other than that, I don't know how much has been released about this game. I don't even know if there's a release date for it. But one thing that's been going on uh, for the last couple of days is there's been a whole bunch of speculation as to whether Boba Fett was in this one because he used uh, 1313 in one of his aliases. I don't remember exactly where that was. But sadly to say, it's been confirmed that Boba Fett is not in this title. It is another bounty hunter that is going to be um, the main character. So we're looking forward to hearing more about this in the next couple of days in E3. Cool, cool. Bro? How about you, Rob? Rob, you get to don't don't skip Robert Bowling's new game. Oh, okay. 
so Robert Bowling uh, was a guy from Activision, I believe, part of the uh, COD franchise. Yeah, he was the community manager for Call of Duty. Yeah. So uh, he's left Activision, and he is starting his own studio. And, uh, oh, what was that studio's name? Robotaki? Yeah, Robotaki. Something like that. Robotaki. So their first title, it's going to have a a zombie theme to it. Who would have thunk that, yeah, that they would have a zombie theme in a game lately. But uh, (laughs) the game is going to be called Human Element. And it looks like it will be out in about three years in 2015. Out for next-gen consoles. Uh, Yep. Or PC. Looks like PC as well. And mobile devices. Hmm. So if they're going to do it for mobile devices, why not do it for current generation? Well, unless, um, you know. They talked about the... We talked about having three classes in the game, too, of an action, a stealth, and an intelligence class. So that might be kind of cool. Like, Brun, you know, like if the three of us got in, you know, of course, I'm like the action dude. And Brun liked the stealth, and Rob's the, the smart smartest. one. So yeah. we, there's a class for each of us. <laughs> 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 so I don't know. It might be interesting to see how you'd mix up an action with a stealth class, unless that's just, here, you get a machine gun and you get a sniper rifle. <laughs> I mean, but it sounds like they're trying to make a Left 4 Dead style of game, only expanding on it and making it, uh, you know, far different, but still kind of the same type of idea where you got to survive. Because they said there's options to survive alone, survive with a partner, or survive with a child. And there is a child in the picture from Game Informer. So I don't know. We'll have to look for more to more on that. Yeah, coming soon. In the coming years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, something we're probably going to hear on Monday, or hear as you're listening to this, or heard on Monday. Heard or whenever EA's conferences. We've, we've already heard it all, <laughs> or we've read right. it all, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it much pretty much leaked. Um, the Battlefield 3 Premium that we talked about, was it last week or two weeks ago, seems to be confirmed. And what we said, it's like, hey, would you buy it? Would it be this? I'm like, yeah, if it's something like what um, Call of Duty Elite is, uh, as far as getting DLC, all the DLC packs and stuff, I was like, sure, I'll buy it. You know, kind of hoping it would be like an online pass, which seems to be kind of what it is. Um, a little, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little. Everybody knows I love this game, and I'm actually a little disappointed in this. So, and here, here, let me rattle off what it is first. So, um, the big thing is it's fifty bucks, one time fee, fifty bucks. And what you're going to get is all five themed expansion packs for Battlefield 3, including two weeks early access, which that's kind of cool, the early access. Um, The five themes. Okay, so here's the first thing that gets me. Back to (laughs) Karkand. Oh, sorry. 
which I got for free, <laughs> and I already have. Okay, so there goes out one pack. Um, Close Quarters, which comes out tomorrow or on the 4th. Uh, Armored, Kill, Aftermath, and Endgame. So there's the five packs. Now, just if you would break up the packs alone with the cost, you're looking at 10 bucks per pack. But since everybody pretty much got back to Karkin for free, you're looking at a little bit more per pack. Um, two weeks early access, you'll receive a host of unique in-game items, not available in, uh, to anywhere else, including the ACB-90 knife, a set of dog tags, an exclusive soldier and weapon camo camos battlefield 3 premium members will also get access to powerful new features such as the ability to reset stats um so i guess you know if you want to start all over um which is kind of like prestiging in a way um queue priority into servers which hmm. is one thing that i dislike and new decals for platoon emblems which is kind of neat um like the queuing, I, d I just don't get because trying to get you and your friends into a party into the game all together right now is hard enough, let alone if I'm premium and I get, you know, queue priority. And does that mean my whole party gets queue priority or just them? Um, you know, what happens when, you know, I'm playing with people who don't aren't premium? Do I still get to play with them if I'm in the two weeks early access? Can I not play the maps? So on and so forth. There's a slew of things, questions that I had when I uh, listened to that. Um, whether players are looking to stand out with unique in-game items, early game access, or to use powerful new features, Battlefield 3 Premium uh, gives deliverers an un... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's so on and so forth. Um, so, in-game items, I'm trying to see if there's a little more here. You, uh, you get to jo join unique uh, events, rank up faster with exclusive double XP weekends, and take part in exclusive member-only events. Um, get strategy guides uh, and videos. A lot of this stuff looks like they just looked at Call of Duty Elite and tried to do everything that they did. Um, Bingo. So, which, you know, isn't a bad thing. If you have a good product, people are going to copy you. Um, the one thing I don't understand is the whole five themed expansion packs and throwing back to Karkand in there because it's been out for so long. And everybody's, anybody who bought the game within the first three weeks of it being out has gotten it already. It's They got it for free. Well, that's um, their way to make it sound like you're getting something that you're really not. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think, what is what is Elite? It's $50 as well if yep. you didn't get it with the thing. So, yeah, okay. I paid $50 for it. Oh, you so. didn't get the... Uh, well, if you if you ordered the Premium Edition or something like that of Call of Duty... the If you ordered the Hardened Edition, then it came with it. For free, yeah, for a year. Um, well, you paid what forty dollars more for the hardened edition of the game, anyway. So, yeah, you saved ten bucks, basically. Yeah, essentially, right. So, so yeah, like so, Call of Duty Elite. You know, they got they're getting their fee is a yearly fee. This is a one-time fee, which to me makes no is no different <laughs> because well, it's it's 
It's a yearly fee with Call of Duty because it, you're buying it for – I bought it. It's going to count for a year because in right. a year from now, Black Ops 2 will come out if you want to renew. Right. And this will be the same thing with Battlefield. It's, right. it's You're going to have to pay for it again when the next Battlefield game comes out. But since they're not True. coming out every year, they can make it sound like – you know, oh, it's a yeah. one time only. Well, they'll charge you when the next game comes out. Yeah. Elite, elite to me is is since a game comes out every year, it's like okay, this is your fee per game. It's it's a true season yeah. pass. You get the season true. pass for yeah. the year, and when you're mem- when you expire, you still keep your DLC and you still can play your DLC. It's just you don't have access to the uh, member stuff anymore. So you're gonna want to renew it. It's become a service that people are gonna want to renew every year. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. Combined. Okay, so combined, the expansion packs include 20 maps, 20 new weapons, 10 new vehicles, 4 new game modes, 30 plus assignments, and 20 diff- uh, twenty plus dog tags. Uh, okay, so early access. You get the knife, in-game dog tags, 10 plus unique soldier camos, unique weapon camos, stat reset feature, 10 plus unique platoon emblems. Increased platoon emblem layer. Server queue priority. Okay, here's a neat feature. Save up to five of your favorite battle reports, um, which does not include video. Uh, five plus unique assignments, exclusive events, double XP, videos, strategy guides, additional bonus content. Oh. So how do you save <laughs> videos if you can't? Because on Call of Duty, you can save, I think it's four or five. I think it's four. You have four slots, I think. It's been a long time since I've used it. Well, Battle Report, or well, Battlefield doesn't have video stuff at all. I was saying it does oh, not include, does okay. not include videos. Okay. This is just this just gives you like the round stats of, you know, who did what and what medals you got and things like that. Which it, it, I guess that would be neat for the time that I went like, you know, thirty nine and four or something like that. It'd been cool to just save that because that's so far in the past now. I can never go back to it. Um, and and even if you look online, you can see into battle log. You can look at, I think five back or something like that. Um, but this one here just looks like you can save five of your favorites. So, I mean, overall. I will say overall, it's nice. It, it it is a season pass. That's what we were. That's what I would say is you know need to have because if you really think each one of these packs, I think are a you know in the past, Battlefield expansions have been either eight eight hundred or fifty or twelve hundred. I think they're usually eight hundred. Um, so they're about ten bucks a piece. You know, I don't know what these are going to be. I guess we can find out what close quarters is going to be by itself, like here in the next couple of days. Um, you know, if it's twelve hundred points, then obviously yes, you're gonna you're gonna save some money if you plan on buying all the packs um, outright. You know, this would be cheaper to do, um, which is essentially what I think a season pass or a premium should be. It should be saving you some sort of money. But then when I saw it when it was fifty bucks, it's like wow, that doesn't sound like it's saving me really anything it sounds like it's just breaking even um but of course if you do plan on buying all of them then you know you get the early access and stuff like that so it's something that i'm probably still going to buy i'm just going to be kind of angry when i'm pushing the buy button 
because <laughs> I really <laughs> think it should be thirty. I think it should be thirty bucks. I think it should be twenty nine ninety nine. I mean, Gears of War, uh, the Gears, they did their, you know, and even Forza, theirs were thirty bucks a piece, and you got so much content with them. It was like this is so worth, you know, my thirty bucks. Um, now the Elite. Call of Duty Elite Service Wing, yes, worth it. I mean, you're glad you. I I bought it for the um, DLC. That's it. I don't. Right. I don't. I'm not into the stat stuff. I don't really think that there was much value in the the Elite Service that you get over the free one that was already there. Um, I mainly, yeah, really, I think it's just you're getting, you're paying for the DLC. I mean, there's some extra bonuses, but I, I just don't play it anymore, and I don't really take advantage of it. So, for someone who's really into it, then yeah, if you're just a casual player of the game like me, it's, it's just, you know, I bought it for the DLC, and then it was worth it. But that's about it. Um, yeah, and like with Elite, they're taking what every two or three months and packaging whatever came out in those two or three months and selling it as like content pack one or content pack two. Yeah, and you get access to it months in advance. I mean, yeah. that's what's kind of cool. It's a lot. It's a lot better than just two weeks. Um, right. I really and I, I know I'm going to get the hate mail. I already have gotten it from our resident Battlefield can do no wrong. <laughs> uh, not and not, I'm not talking about Brun. I'm talking about a f- other fellow writer on staff who that sees battlefield can do no wrong um he's already <laughs> kind of come back at me but you know i'm like i'm not complaining in fact i even made a comment that i thought that this was good i'll have to see where i can find this um i thought it was good for the battlefield community that they could get the season pass people they can get the dlc at a cheaper price i thought that was pretty good however it seems like they really haven't done anything they're, they're, to me. It's like, they're trying to copy. Usually when you copy somebody like Microsoft's famous for it, right? Mm-hmm. When you copy someone, you usually approve upon it. And when I, when I looked at what they had, I was like, there's nothing here that elite doesn't have. And you're actually missing some things. Such as yeah, the video stuff that's built well, in, see, that's built into the game, and it's built into the site. I can pull those, grab videos, cut, make little videos, post them directly to like YouTube and Facebook and stuff. And you don't get that. I thought there was going to be all kinds of video stuff available. Oh um, no, see, not. I it, didn't think that. I just saw. I just saw it straight as me when I saw this was strictly. Well, even when we announced it on the show, was this thing here is strictly season pass. It was going to be all for the DLC um, for the four packs. That's why, that's why when I saw the price, I was a little shocked because it was just like, well, this is just for the DLC. And yes, I see all the little other stuff, but really, honestly, it's for the four. I, I know they say five, but I'm saying four because no, to it, me it's four. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. And when I saw that, I was like, this came out the, the week it was released. How are they saying this is included? It Because who doesn't have Strike at Karkin? You know, I, I mean, know. I, I'm sure there's a couple people, but that number's got to be pretty low for people who don't have that pack. You right. know, so, yeah, I agree that that's, you know, you're really not getting the five. You're going to get four. There's just, there just doesn't seem to be really anything else. And people can go, well, you get all these in-game items. I get a knife. Well, whoop-de-doo. 
how, you know, is that knife going to really do anything different than the other knife you already have? I mean, it, it just, it wasn't anything like, wow, this is stuff I think that battlefield players would just be dying to have. And, yeah. um, so I, I'm glad they get in the DLC. I just kind of thought it was kind of a letdown because I real I really thought that this would be like, you know, they, they, they want to improve over Activision. They want to take away the, the, the crown. This is not how you do it. I thought, I really expected more. Well, so. the, the the one thing that I will say is that they must be releasing these DLC packs at 1,200 points, um, which they can. Um, you know, with, with Call of Duty and stuff, they've always released theirs at $15 and sell like crazy. And, in, and this is my opinion, but Battlefield's expansion packs that they put out are far, far more worth fifteen bucks than I think the Call of Duty packs are. Um, you know, if even I don't want to compare like number number of maps to number of maps, but you know, with with the vehicles and you know environments and this and that, and I just I just think they're when 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 they did the Vietnam pack for Bad Company too, that that expansion was just it was just unreal. It was so good. I mean, it was the one but, of the coolest expansions that I've ever played on a game. But so you played I've, an expansion, not a map pack. There's a difference. Well, these these are ex, these are considered, I believe, expansion. These right. Are so there's a expansion difference expansion between packs. an expansion yeah, so, and a map pack, though. Map pack. Yes. Oh, yes. Very, very <laughs> true. Very true. So you really can't so compare the two, but right well and i'm I'm thinking vietnam was actually 20 bucks when it came out i'd have to go back and look so and i didn't know really what they're going to do for these these four here i was expecting them to be a little bit higher so maybe the price does give you a you know a, a, like what what would they say like a 33 <laughs> percent savings yeah. by doing the premium so it to me it's probably still worth worth it but it was still kind of a shock to me. You know what I mean? It's just like, ah, you know, another 50 bucks. It's almost like buying the game again. Um, but that's that's coming out. Um, we'll hear about it more probably tomorrow in the EA event. Yeah. So for all the Battlefield people, um, we need to get together and figure out who's getting this thing so we don't. You know, I don't want to be left all by myself and nobody else is getting it. <laughs> I'm curious to so. see if if it is interesting. I think you brought up a very valid point about, you know, you can't even keep a group together now when you join a server. What's going to happen when someone has priority and you try to jump in? And is that going to segregate the community? And, you know, I don't know. It's It'll be interesting. Hopefully they figure it out. I mean, I, I don't want bad things to happen. Even though I'm not a fan of the game anymore, right. doesn't mean I want bad things for it, you know. Um, well, and a so, patch is coming. If you haven't read our site, Soul put out, I think it was Soul Assassin put up that huge post about the massive amount of patches coming tomorrow, too, probably just in front of that expansion so yeah i think he posted a video today of some leaked expansion that's and i guess the video has been pulled by ea so yeah that video has. may not work <laughs> <laughs> so all right rob you still hanging in there yes sir <laughs> still awake all right 
So um, you got the last more. thing, Bron. You got the last yep. thing. This this was the uh, feel good note. Um, I just caught this. It was released yesterday. But uh, Epic Robotron. Games. Oh, so much for your feel good moment. <laughs> Do, 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 that's, do. that's when you know we're we're over two hours. Is when I I saved it from the first one. But, <laughs> um, Epic Games, everybody knows who Epic is Gears of War. Um, has say uh, Epic Games saves kingdoms of Amilor developer. So we talked about thirty eight studios and also big huge games. Uh, getting shut down with that massive mismanagement and mess um, up there in New Hampshire? Rhode Island. Rhode Rhode Island? Island. Okay. Um, Well, X big, uh, big, huge games employees are to join a new Baltimore studio. So Epic Games is actually opening a a new studio up in Baltimore, and they're employing a slew of the uh, ex-employees from Big Huge Games. So they're kind of keeping them together um, and and hiring them all in and just, you know, giving them jobs. So I think that's super cool. And it to me, it, I think this thing all started like Wednesday, like Wednesday when they found everything was going on. Epic Games like started rolling on just opening a studio. So it's almost like they created this studio just to help these guys out and, and to get them a job and obviously they want them to make games but now they can work on stuff from epic and you know maybe eventually since kingdoms of amular was like a popular game and then people really liked it maybe epic will be able to get their rights to it and they'll be able to make that second one that the was supposed to be coming out but uh yeah i thought it was i just buzzed across this when we started recording i was like oh that is neat you know just a cool company, uh, one company helping, helping you know, others. That, that so. goes out to what we were saying last week um, with Terminator. Uh, had asked this question, or he wrote in saying, you know, you guys are ripping on the people, and, and we clarified that it was we were. I was talking about publishers are evil. Um, yeah. yeah, here's here's a dev. I mean, you know, Epic is a developer, and they definitely are. You know, they're looking after their own, and they're they're picking them up and putting them to work and that's awesome man yeah so good good stuff good stuff yep so support epic (laughs) yep and we do (laughs) yeah we do they make a lot of good stuff Uh, i just mentioning near near uh new gears game i'm like yeah i'll pre-order it (laughs) all you you had to tell me was a gears game and that means i'm (laughs) pre-ordering sight unseen that's right yep Okay. So we're ready for the friends list? Yep. All right. Rock on. So the first thing that we've got is from the Terminator. All right. So just wanted to say thanks for clearing up your side of the issue with video game publishers. You make complete sense now. I, too, have a huge problem with game publishers and all of their shenanigans. EA is one of the big ones that pop into in my head, and it's for good reason. 
the whole shutting down servers after a game has been out for two years is ridiculous. Me and my friend constantly gripe about how EA does this, and it's just completely wrong. I still play Mirror's Edge, great game by the way, every uh, once in a while. But now I can't even play the time trials because EA shut down the servers that manage the leaderboards. Now I can only play half of my game that I fully purchased brand new. And I also think it's ridiculous that they shut down servers since they're the only publisher that monopolizes huge sport game franchises that come out on a yearly basis. I'm sure there are a lot of gamers out there that don't purchase a sports game uh, uh, after or year after year just to get this, the new players. I think it's greedy, and it honestly scares me on what these big corporate game publishers will do in the years to come. I mean, look how video game publishers have evolved over the years. There was never an issue with the. Uh, <laughs> there was never an issue with servers shutting down or even purchasing used games. Now publishers have these VIP passes that make you feel you have been rewarded for purchasing their game brand new. It keeps getting worse and worse, and I don't see any of this slowing down in the future. Look at the Xbox dashboard, for one. There are constantly advertisements running while you have to scroll to the game section. I understand that advertisements help publishers financially, but uh, where will they draw the line? I have to let this out since I'm an avid gamer. I am passionate about games and I feel these companies are taking away the art and entertainment that most gamers have grown accustomed to. It's all about extra sale and dollar signs in many of these publishers' agenda. P.S. Now, don't get me started on the rumors the publishers may pop in advertisements while we're playing game. That is going too far, and if it happens, I may think about investing in another hobby, maybe a bug collector or an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Bug fun. collector. <laughs> you know, it's, it's being one of the, the people that buy sports games, um, one thing that I actually do is I'm an every other year. So if I buy the new NCAA in this year, then next year I will not. Like next year I'll buy the new Tiger Woods, and then the year after that I'll buy the new NCAA, so on and so forth, because of their whole two-year shutdown this, shutdown that. And and the one thing they do come out and say that the reason it, – it's not actually every two years. Sometimes they stretch it to three. Sometimes it's four. Um, it all is based on the percentage or the number of people that play. So – if, let's say, NCAA 2010, like there's still hundreds of thousands of people playing it and not playing the newer ones, then those servers will not be shut down. They'll still be on. You really, you really believe that? I do not believe one word that they say, but I'm just saying <laughs> this is what they say. I don't believe it. No, they, they shut it off. To, they, shut, they shut it off to make you go buy the new one. Right, exactly. Um, that, but it's, my it's thing all is, about is, money. <laughs> yeah, but my thing is, is... I think I think EA is pretty much aware that people don't buy them every year, but they everybody's almost like on an every other year basis, like myself. So I think that's why they do two years. And on, I mean, 
if I buy a sports game, I think two years is probably to the point where it's due for a new. You're you know you're due for a new one if you can afford it or you know or whatnot. Yeah, um, but it's still it doesn't matter if you can't afford it if you can or you can't. Right. You They're have still you off. bought something. You bought a product for sixty bucks, and all of a sudden, when when they decide, they just shut off part of your game. Mm-hmm. That's what's wrong. It, it 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 doesn't. That's the point. You know. Yeah. And it's probably in their EULA somewhere in the book. Oh wait, if it was in there, <laughs> the downloadable version of the book. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, but we want to end on a good note. Yep. But I'm with you, Terminator. <laughs> You know, Brun, one thing I was thinking about was uh, when you mentioned you were going to go over two years with the sports uh-huh. games, that lets you appreciate the graphics changes a little bit more because they're not really huge year to year as far as I've seen, but skipping a year lets the jump be noticeable. It lets you appreciate the just the franchise and the game in general. I mean, yeah. it's just... It's something new, and, and and it's not like I play this the that sports game for two years straight. It's like you know I'll I'll play it for a year year and a half, but then I may not play it for a while, and then I you know then you go and get a new one. Um, it's just it's just because what I've the been. Servers are shut down on your old one. You can't <laughs> play it anymore. <laughs> it's just something that I've and and usually my games that I do buy are is hockey and and something else. And this year is the year that I'm actually due to purchase a hockey game, and and they're actually supposedly d- coming out well, kind of revamping a lot of stuff in the game. So we'll see um, from there. I've seen some trailers and stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, it just in a whole, it makes you appreciate the game a little bit more. So, and what do you, I wonder, I'm curious what's going to happen with baseball games because 2K12, I played it and I was, as actually, it's, it's good, but I was disappointed because half the stuff didn't really work. Like the MLB today didn't work and cloud saving kind of screwed up, but their save system screwed up a bunch with me and cloud saves and, um, but they lose the, the, um, license license yeah with the mlb this year so if they don't re-sign and nobody picks it up mlb 2k12 might be like the last baseball game you might get until somebody decides to pick it up and i'm I'm curious to see if ea is going to jump on it because they haven't released an mlb game since mvp 2005 uh they released i think two years i think for two years after mlb 2005 they released an ncaa game uh, NCAA baseball, uh, but since then they haven't they haven't put a new baseball game out since I think 2007. So curious to see who will snag it or whatever. So, but what's next? <laughs> okay, then we have a voicemail from Mudtastic. Hey there, this is Mudtastic, and I'm calling because uh, I didn't get the call last weekend. Uh, but the weekend before, the uh, week before that, when you guys did your podcast, you talked about Max Payne 3 a little bit. I know we managed. I had the, the seller experience um, that he had hoped to have, but I want to give kind of an alternate uh, opinion of the game, just because I can't believe it, but I really, really enjoyed this game. Um, I didn't purchase this game because it was uh, a Max Payne game. I'm not. 
I've actually never played the first two. Um, I bought this game because it was a Rockstar game. And whether it's Red Dead or um, GTA or um, the other one they did, L.A. Confidential, but L.A. Noir, I've enjoyed every single one of their games that they've done. And I bought this because of the developer. And I can't say that I'm this, disappointed. I really enjoyed this. Um, first of all, because the story. Um, I really, and maybe it's it, it probably, I mean, a big part of that is me. I really enjoy the, the down-and-out detective um, the, the type of character that has really been beat down, and he comes back fighting. And he's not a redemptive sort. It's not a story about his redemption. It, it, to me, it's about a man who's um, been kicked in the face so many times. And he comes back and he starts kicking. He, he can kick people back in the face. He can kick life back in the face. And as you go through these areas um, and the things that he says and reminisces on, um, the clues are very interesting and just how he's kind of been involved with that. That I think it's really good. It's really good storytelling to me. I think Rockstar does an excellent job of providing insight into his particular character and and even those uh, around him. I see glimpses of. I think it could maybe be more. But with that comes there are quite a few cutscenes. Um, I believe that was mentioned before, and so it can seem like you're watching a movie, but the action sequences, the bullet time, the um, fighting is, is outstanding. I played it on hard my first playthrough. And I have to say it's a lot like, you know, a puzzle game to me because the the people, the enemies don't change. They really kind of go through the same rhythm. And what you're doing is you're building that perfect playthrough of that area where, you know, I'm going to bullet time over here. I'm going to shoot over there. I'm going to uh, dodge to this side. And sometimes those areas are really difficult. And it'll take a couple times. But when you get that perfect and you nail it and you get that last slow um, bullet shot into that last person in the area, it's it's very satisfying. And it can be a lot of fun. I have to say, though, on the, on the other side of that, it becomes I'm going to hit this area, do these, and then I'm going to go to another area and do another group of people. So it can get very repetitive. All right, Max Payne 3 Part 2. Um, as I was talking, it can get kind of repetitive as you get from area to area, um, and then you're shooting up this, you know, not the same kind of people, and you have different areas, different loadouts, different um, guns that you're using, uh, different ways to manipulate it. So that, that, that does change it up, but, you know, it's clear an area, move on to the next area, hit the cutscene, move on to the next area, uh, and so that particular element. But if that gets boring for you, yeah, you may not enjoy this, but... Um, for myself and utilizing the elements that they've, they've put into this game, it's very, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the story overall ends well. I really enjoyed it, even up to the last scene. It's very, um, very engaging. Um, and I have to say, if you if you like this kind of thing, they, I've heard people uh, say it's kind of similar to A Man on Fire, the movie Denzel Washington. Um, I haven't seen that movie, but it's it's intense. If you like a guy who can kick life back in the balls. Uh, this is kind of movie. This is kind of game for you. Uh, on to multiplayer. Uh, multiplayer is a good mix of. Uh, I hate to say. I, I don't know if it's necessarily um, a modern warfare because you're third person, um, but you can play either free game or soft lock. I prefer soft lock. 
um, but the free aim has got a got a modern warfare kind of twitchiness to it. Uh, if you're you're quick at aiming, moving around, it, it's got that kind of intense um, gameplay. If you like, um, I like the soft lock because I don't want to have to worry about aiming. Uh, I like uh, you know trying to helmets, find a good location, uh, using cover, jumping over things, using the bullet dodge, and the soft lock helps to play with that. And I think it's very it, it, it's more enjoyable to me. So. Um, there's lots of different guns. The bullet, the bullet time is one of the neatest parts of this because people start using it against you. You counter-use it. It becomes a ballet almost of um, in games where you're both slowing down, spinning around each other, jumping into each other, jumping out windows and slowing down. I've seen people hit windowsills and flip through the air uh, as they're shooting and stuff like that with the bullet time. It is, it is, it is like like matrix every, every every couple seconds and stuff. Uh, not to say that it, it, everything slows down. The bullet time at most ever lasts 10 seconds, but people usually don't wait that long. You're talking about three, four seconds uh, at, at the most. And it's not – it really – a lot of the times the games don't even have a lot of that. Um, people are moving around. There are different bursts, which are like a special power that people can build up. So you can create ones called paranoia, which allows you to – Make everybody look like an enemy on the board for your for your opponent. So everybody looks. If you wait and let it store up high enough, then you can actually shoot and hurt your friends. A friendly fire turns on for them. There's other ones like bullet time, which slows people down. And you, your favor. Max Payne three part three. Um, this is Matassi again. Continuing on with uh, multiplayer, you have with in regards to the burst, you have like the bullet time. You have one called um, it's a bullet. It's not bullet time, but it's like uh, shooting when you've killed so many people. You can uh, earn a grenade launcher for um, for like six shots or something like that, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, there's a they they really change things up, and then there's all kinds of equipment you can add. Like uh, there's ID badges that you could carry on you, uh, which if somebody uses paranoia against you, your ID badges you pass them out to your teammates, and then you know who's who, so you don't end up shooting them. Um, but you have to decide because everything's weight based. You can go a light, heavy, or medium, or heavy weight based class. And if you're light, um, you can sprint forever uh, and you heal faster versus mediums kind of in the mid-range and heavy is everything's a lot slower. And so it depends on how much weaponry and equipment you know, heavy, and an armor you put on yourself because you got medium and Kevlar vests and light ones and heavy ones that help protect you from bullets. Um, there's, a, there's a benefit that if you're faster, you can dodge faster and get out of the way of the bullets or be able to soak it up. So it's dependent upon your particular play style. I think it's great that they give you that kind of flexibility and what's going on. The uh, there's team deathmatch. There's um, there's regular deathmatch modes. There's gang wars, which I think is one of the biggest parts where you play through several different scenarios. Um, the you have to go kill the opponent's leader, or you do a capture the flag variant called delivery, where you pick up money bags and you have to deliver them. And so you play through four of these, and you earn points. They get it out, added up in the end, and then factor into a big showdown uh, where you're it's like a big team death match at the end in these particular areas, and um, it it's a lot of fun to go back and forth, and you know you might win one, you might lose one, you might win one, you might lose one, it might even out, or you might get sweeped it, you might sweep the other team, um, and it's a neat way of playing different types of modes all within one game session. There's also painkillers where you're Max Payne and his friend Passos. And you two defend against a group of other people. And if you kill Max Payne or Passos, then you become them. And so it's whoever can get the most kills as Max or Passos um, 
that you're a winner there. And so and that's fun. I've enjoyed that. And then lastly, they have uh, rock um, rock star social gaming sessions, which occur every um, uh, every Friday or so. Uh, and they have a, it, it's a continuous um, change of different items that they're they're running, and you can win prizes. Actually, they're giving out controllers. There's um, sticker sets and and um, a variety of other um, prizes that you can earn just by being in the top rankings and um, of the days. I've played in the last two, and they've enjoyed those. It's been a lot of fun. And, of course, lastly but not least, um, for the multiplayer, there are crews. Okay, so now there's crews, and the crews can actually be used also in, oh, I'm sorry, I should have said Max Payne 3 Part 4. Um, and now also in multiplayer, there's crews. Uh, and Soul Assassin's been kind enough to set up a crew for this Xbox Life. Uh, if you're interested, join us in him, um, and he'll send you an invite, I'm sure. Uh, and so what happens is when you're fighting and you're in a crew, you may be, develop a feud with another crew, and you get additional experience points for killing um, feud members, and then you can get into a little war feud that's occurring at the same time you're playing your game. Like you have to get 10 kills of the other feud before they do, or not the other crew, before they get you, uh, which is a lot of fun because you're like not only just trying to get the objective, but you're also looking for those particular crew members on the opposing side. Um, and one of the other things, too, with the multiplayer, you can get vendettas. If somebody's killed you twice in a row and you haven't killed them back, you can develop a vendetta against them. And if you kill them, then you also get additional experience points. If they kill you again before you can um, achieve your vendetta against them, then they get additional experience points. So there's kind of um, there's some other layers to that are going on within the game with the crews and the feuds and uh, the vendettas that occur that um, – Make it a lot of fun. Uh, I can if you're not a, you know great in the shooters. That's why I recommend the soft lock. You can focus more on you know using the cover and focusing around and not having to worry about you know am I going to be twitchy enough to get that aim correct on taking those guys out. It's a great game overall. I really have enjoyed it. I spent uh, I spent a lot of time playing it more so than I thought I was going to. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing on the even harder levels and going back through the game. So. Everybody, have an excellent uh, week, and uh, I hope you have a good July 4th weekend, and I'll talk to you later, all right? Um, this is uh, Mudtastic, and my brief yet four-episode um, or call-in um, review of Max Payne 3. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for that uh, voicemail, Mudtastic. So uh, what do you guys think? you, you want to call that a voicemail or a voice novel? <laughs> voice speech. <laughs> so, it was a voice review. <laughs> yeah, voice review. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Um, Thanks, Mud. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate yeah. your comments. <laughs> All right. Okay, move on to the next. Okay, uh, we've got uh, a message here from Airborne Two Fourteen. Hey guys. I wonder why a web browser on the 360 would be a security risk. Since the PS3 has had one from the get-go, I do use my browser on my PS3 a bit, and I've had no issues yet, aside from the innate PSN issues and the whole hacking thing. Okay. <laughs> Just wonder why the proposed browser seems like such a security liability. Thanks, and keep up the great show. Uh, I... I think when we were saying security risk as far as the browser, I think we were joking around, weren't we? I wasn't. Oh, okay, you're being so, uh, and and you know the one thing about the P the browser that the PS3 uses, I didn't you say it was IE6? Yep. Okay. 
It's as far as the security risk. It's just it, there's browser issues all the time, and and IE seems to be the one that is attacked the most. So once people find out that there is a browser on your 360 which does hold um, account uh, does hold account information like mm-hmm. passwords and stuff get stored, people will try to abuse it and they will try to get to you. So that's why it would be a security risk. Yeah, yeah the same the, the same yeah. threats exist on the PlayStation. It's still you're vulnerable to the browser. Um, the difference with the PlayStation might be that I would say it's because you may not run the risk because it's especially adapted, i.e., for the Sony OS. You're not running on the Windows platform. Mm-hmm. On the Xbox, you're essentially running. Uh, uh, you're running a Windows platform. This is essentially Windows 8. Um, you look at Windows 8. And it looks like your Xbox and looks your Windows Phone 7. And, you know, Microsoft has a history of having very unsecured software. So, you know, it's just not something I really care to have. Um, I will not use it when they put it out there. We know it's coming someday. Um, I just will refuse to use it. So it's I, – I just would feel – you know, and if there's an option to not install it, if it comes to something you can install, then I just won't install it. And that that's what I prefer. Hopefully you can have the ability to not have it on there. So Yeah, not not be forced to right. put it on there. Hopefully it's not part of an update and it's just there. Yeah. So it's just it's I mean, if you can access the outside, you know, like airborne, here's a good thing. Like I have a friend, he lives overseas and he's actually a prince. And if you send him five thousand dollars, <laughs> he'll give you twenty back. <laughs> um, though, uh, it's I mean, you could just get anything. It's like you know, let me go to this website. Like you'll you'll see soon as soon as a browser hits, you'll get messages from all sorts of people that'll be like, hey, go to this site or go to here, or go to there, and it'll just be a scam to just pull try to pull stuff off your Xbox. So I mean, and when when the browser does hit, you know, if you want to download it and try it, go to sites that you know are safe, like you know, an oh, ESPN or. But no, you you know, there's the thing is, is ESPN can get you can. I've seen people get nailed going to quote legit sites because when you go to an ESPN, ESPN does not control all the content on that site. Most of that site is uh, ads. Those ads are what will get you because they can become infected and dish out malware to you through ESPN, CNN, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, it's not even so much that the main site is okay. It's all the other hooks that are in their sites and they exploit the software and all the holes. And I just don't, I don't want my gaming console taken down by a virus. You know, I don't want to have to load antivirus software on my console because I got a browser on it. And, you know, I may be, people think I'm paranoid or whatnot, but, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there. You know, it, you, your phones, you're going to, we, we were, my company already sells software, antivirus software for your phones and all kinds of say. security software. And it's getting worse. Android phones are exploding right now with malware. 
You, you know, you, it's, you it's, really messed up what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I was going to say, what makes you a security expert? What happens if you worked at a company that happened to deal with antivirus software? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm not playing doomsday. It's just something I don't want. It's, yeah. you know, I deal with this every day in my life. So, you know, it's just not something I want to on my console. You know, when I'm walking away, it's like I don't even spend that much time on my computer. Dude, I don't even, you know, I see too much crap. No, I don't click on crap on my computer, man. Uh, it's, just, it's just like, you know, Rob will send me a link and, you know, hey, check this out. And I'm like, mm, no. did he really send that? Hey, Rob, did you email me? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so there's just there's just too it, much stuff that, that, that gets you. Oh, and what's the new one? Um, uh what is it? Um, I'll think I'll, I'll find the story. I'm trying to remember what it was. I read something the other day too. That was just like, there's this new one now. Um, and it's, it's like a phishing attack, but I can't remember the name of what they called it. Um, but it's to your, uh, cell phone. You get a text message to your cell phone and it's essentially the same thing. It's a fix. It's a phishing attack. Um, huh. and, you know, there was this thing uh, we had. One of our company guys was on Anderson Cooper the other day, and he he sub- sent all these phishing attacks, if you will, to people in the audience. Which, first of all, I thought was, how did you get all their, <laughs> how did you get all these phone numbers from everybody in the audience? That was my first thought. Um, but then, and he, they were saying how many right in the middle of the show, and he was like, you know, hey. So many X amount of you in this thing have already clicked on this link that I texted you, which was a malicious link. Well, it would be, you know, it wasn't, they didn't really send a malicious, but it was to, to, to prove how many people just click on a link when they get a text message. And I get fake text messages all the time. You know, hey, you won this. You do. We get them in our Google voice for crying out loud. I was going through there today with getting these out, and it's like, oh, you, you guys have won this. Yeah, whatever, delete. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not clicking anything. So it's just another avenue, and yes, it's already online. There's already a risk. But right now, the risk pretty much relies on someone going into the back end okay, and getting your data. When you put a browser on it, you now expose the front end. Okay, and it's just like we don't need all the additional loopholes and, you know, it's just if it's connected, someone's going to find a way to get to it. So I'm waiting for someone to connect in and, you know, oh, we had a browser. Now I can gain access to your connect and I can see if you're home. You know, I can turn the camera on at will. I mean, if you have a connect, there's no lights that come on. It says the camera's active. You have no idea. You know, I don't I don't need someone gaining access to that type of stuff, you know. So anyways, just it's just personal thoughts and opinions. Doesn't mean you're going to get hacked. It's just I would prefer not to have it there. That's all. All right. Cool. I think that's it. That is all. All right. Um, Head out to our blog this xboxlife.com uh, and on the right hand side you can contact and listen to everything that we have available and it has links to iTunes, Zoom um, FeedBurner our YouTube uh, you can email us, tweet us, Facebook and also 
leave us a voicemail like or a voice review like Mudtastic, uh, which is 224-698-XBOX or 9269. Um, that, that's it. That's all I have. E3. Hopefully everybody enjoys. So, um, Brun, BJ, Spec 3-3. I'm Rob Olson, Miss Presar. Catch y'all later. And I'm Mark, AK Wingman 709, taking off to go to the nunnery. <laughs> My stars align the drifting sky.